0: listening to the Cavino and rich best of the week podcast want to hear more tune in to Cavino and rich live every weekday at 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m pacific and catch them 24 7 on demand with the serious xm app not a serious xm subscriber sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino
1: and rich only on serious xm's faction talk 103 <laughs>
2: Thank you guys very much. Right. Faction Talk 103, Cavino and Rich. Time for so. a
3: major announcement. Hit the
4: gongs. Uh, hit like the drum said. rolls. Spot. And we want media feedback. Questions will
2: be answered. So if you have anything to say. You Anima! Know, 866-969-1969. Some may think this is the worst kept secret in the past few years in the world of Kavino and Rich. All
4: right, hit me up with the Ric Flair theme.
2: It's not the Ric Flair theme. What is it then? It's Space Odyssey. No one knows that. And we're going to debate that next.
4: All right. As we play the Ric Flair theme. Woo!
2: <sighs> it's taken a few years to even get this going, guys. A few years. So we're really excited. Thanks to your support, Cavino and Rich.
4: I think when the conversations first started, you didn't use Just for Men. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think I went great just like trying to make this happen. Yeah. First and first mostly, we'll continue to be on Faction Talk 103 every morning here on SiriusXM, but starting next month! Woo! <laughs> In
4: fact, on January 28th, Monday, January 28th, day one, mark the calendar! So now you, that, but you know what the problem here is that now you're going to have a dot on your calendar every day. I know. And you hate dots on your calendar. But these are good dots. We're gonna be doing a daily late night TV show on ESPN2. Every night! And it's gonna be called Now or Never. And every Monday through Friday, we're we're on every night. Is it what there you go? I give me nervous farts. Where are the gunshot Spot? To Gun
2: the shots. gunshots! It's a FIESTA! <laughs> Thank you. And you're nervous.
3: Okay,
2: we so got that out. Every weeknight on ESPN two Now or Never with Cavino and Rich. It's gonna be a pop culture and lifestyle sports show. Based on all the dumb things you hear and see yep. throughout the day, we're gonna bring to life right before you go to bed. So yep. we're really excited about it. It's been a long time coming. Most of you guys kind of had an idea of what was going on because we've been part of the ESPN family now for the past six months or so, doing ESPN radio, and we've been auditioning. It's been a whole process, yeah, man. Let me, let we, me we, you. We, we, we are so excited to finally tell you about just the process. As you said, it's,
4: the, it's like the worst kept secret our show has had, but we have
2: been- Yeah, but I mean, think of that lifestyle, Rich. How many people out here, especially in California, are like, Dude, I got a show starting. Guess what? It yeah. never
4: starts. Yeah. I got a, uh, got a, there's a pilot in the works and a show and, uh, yeah, we got some, uh, some stuff going on. Right. Everyone's got, you know, it, let me tell you. This so has you, been. you
2: could say that people thought this, but that doesn't mean there's any guarantees. And without your support, there's still no guarantees. But I can guarantee you this. <laughs> that will come January 28th, we will be on. And Camino will have the nervous farts. <laughs> that is a guarantee. I, I can guarantee that. So. Let me first off, before we get into the details and the story and the process and your phone calls and feedback, let me first say thank you guys for your support because without your support, without all these years of of fun and longevity and, and radio, we wouldn't have gotten to this point. I want to thank Sean Wyman, who is a listener just like you guys, who became a friend, who believed in what we did, and as his ranking went up the ladder in the world of ESPN, you know, he kept spreading the word about us and eventually it got to the right ears. And again, that's part of the story I want to dive into a little more. But thank you, Sean. Thank you, Spot. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, guys listening for, I don't know, allowing us to even have this moment. And it's something we worked really hard for. And we're, we're kind of in shock that we were able to sell our nonsense to the worldwide leader of sports. When you put that in perspective and the fact that, you know, the mouse is listening, to Cavino and Rich, Woo. it's remarkable.
4: By the way, I'm I'm mad that you thank Sean. I was trying to I was gonna pull the Tommy gun, not thank him like Rocky. Ah oh,
3: no, no, <laughs> no 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 no! <laughs> I, I was
4: I was gonna do the I don't want to thank I was gonna thank George Washington Duke. It's
3: on my shoulder. <laughs> Mr. George Washington Duke, go! Oh, no, no, no. <laughs>
4: I was gonna thank George Washington and Duke.
3: Here you have it, a new champion of the world, Tommy the Machine
0: Gun. Boy, I'll tell you, a big surprise
4: at least to me that. The new champion Pindu, of the guy that got it. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna leave Sean out. Sean, who, as you know, is a Kavito Rich listener, a friend of ours for years, is the guy that was so instrumental in making this happen. Oh, so, man, that
2: would have been so great. Who would have been the ultimate this though, instead of like like Sean? Knows, Sean thinks we're gonna thank him, and then we thank someone else. <laughs>
4: who would it be? I like to thank. I don't know. Just name some random other person at ESPN. Oh, Stephen A. Smith <laughs> for his inspiration,
2: and not Sean, but. Yeah, that's probably where the story begins. Yeah. And again, write this down, make a mental note. January 28th, oh, yeah. now or never, ESPN 2, 11 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. Now, you're probably saying 11 p.m. West Coast. Well, yeah, because programming sort of ends at 11 here in California. Yeah. If you live so in the middle we of the country, sort
4: of, you know, keep it going. If you live in the middle of the country and left, the last live thing they got going every night is SVP Sports Center at midnight Eastern. Right. So if you live on the West Coast, there's nothing live on ESPN or ESPN Two after like 9 p.m. So people on the East Coast may be totally content, you know, with seeing Scott Van Pelt and, go and to then
2: going to bed. But everyone else, you know, after that, you still want to see a little more. And so we're gonna unwind and 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 have some fun at the end of the night. But now we're never is an international brand and our TV show is just one portion of that brand because it's going to live through social media and
4: online. Yeah. And like I said, internationally, the the whole point will be, we do the late night talk show. Mm -hmm. Now late night here on the West coast for the East coast where it's way late next day, next morning, the team will cut up all the clips and you'll see a lot of A lot of moments from the show, maybe the funniest moment from the night before, some online shit we did. You'll see it the next day on Instagram, Facebook, ESPN's app, everything. You'll see everything social media the next day. It'll be live on TV, and then next day all over the place with social media. Exactly.
2: That's sort of the goal. That's the plan, and we're just going to do what we do. The same nonsense that you hear on the show, we're bringing to ESPN, too. So excited Mm -hmm. about that. It's Faction Talk 103. We're really glad to finally be able to announce this officially to you. Mm-hmm. It is online as of today, if you Google it.
4: Yeah, we were supposed to, it, the whole plan was to announce it last week, and then I guess uh, a couple sports websites, the big lead being one of them, got the... You mean next week? Yeah, next, what did I say, le- this week? Yeah, next week we were supposed to announce it, but I guess someone got to jump on it, so, much like when you announce you are having a baby on the radio show, someone beat you to it. That's right.
2: <laughs> so, okay, here's the story, and then we'll get to your feedback. Yeah. We met our buddy Sean, a Carl, a Cavino and Rich listener, at a party, a Super Bowl party in Indianapolis. Oh, wait, right? New taking, Orleans. Are you are you
4: New taking, Orleans? Uh, are you taking people? Yeah.
1: Covino and Rich behind the Velvet Rope. Velvet
2: Rope. Go Ooh. back Thursday. Gonna throw it back to Super Bowl. What Super Bowl was that? What city? Yeah, New Orleans.
4: New Orleans, that was when the 49ers lost.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right.
4: That's when the Niners lost to the Ravens. For I See, I didn't know that something good would come out of that Super Bowl.
2: Well, we were at these parties. <laughs> I, I
4: thought, fuck, this is the worst Super Bowl ever. For those
2: of you who follow our show for all these years know that we would try to bring the Super Bowl scene to you, right? So we yes. would go to all these parties, all these swanky events that not everybody gets to go to. We'd broadcast our show, and we would dabble and, and rub Shoulders and butt cheeks and elbows with important people oh, yeah. and celebrities and athletes. And, you know, I bumped into this guy named Sean, Sean Wyman, who would forever change our lives. That's how things work, I guess. Yep. You know, and he's like, hey, yo, Covino, Covino and Rich. I'm a I'm a big fan of what you guys do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just small talking, mm-hmm. both excited to be at this party. Was it an ESPN party? Madden. It was the oh, the Madden, the Madden
4: yeah. Bowl. The Madden EA party.
2: Yeah, and all these parties kick ass. When you're at the Super Bowl, whether it be the Maxim party, the ESPN party, the Madden ball, you know, EA party, these are all big events. Yeah. So we're at this event, and and I'm talking to Sean. He seems like a cool guy. He seems like the, the typical guy that's sort of in our demo. He, he's young. He's successful. He's excited to be at the Super Bowl party. Yeah. He's having a great time. He's, he's working for ESPN. Right. No, no, no. Oh, I you don't th- even know who he is at first. I oh. had no idea. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, and we're bro hugging, you know, having a good time. And he's like, "By the way, here's my card." And it had the ESPN logo right there on it. So, I mean, I made that mental note right then and there like, ah, got to keep in touch with this guy, you know? <laughs> card yeah. went card went right in the back pocket and, you know, sure enough, I think we exchanged information because we started to communicate and then, you know, we became direct links to each other yeah. sean became uh friends with us hitting us up all the time hey i liked what you guys did here like what you guys these guys did there and you know became friends with the show personally yeah
4: and by the way if you guys have any questions along the way feel free to chime in uh 866-969-1969 if you're just joining us starting in january we made the announcement we will be doing a daily tv show on espn2 a late night show Kavino and on rich late night show called now or never on espn2 like i said starting next month
2: sean believes in our show he gets it he's at an age where he understands where we're headed he understands our language he understands where you know sports media is going where media period is going so he's like these are the guys i like Mm -hmm. these guys he starts spreading the word in bristol he starts spreading the word about us to you know his bosses and people more important and Older guys, and
4: as as any company goes, think about where you work. Right, as time goes on, the good people start moving up the ranks a bit. They start getting more more pull and more saying things. So and Sean
2: creates this buzz, this inner inner buzz in in, in ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut.
4: Buzz barf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and you're right, Rich. As yeah. as Sean climbed the ladder, he was able to influence the right people to get us in the building, and he got us the right meetings.
4: And, and to show, just to explain to everyone how long the process is. We're talking years. So you're talking New Orleans is when we met Sean. That is in 2013. That is in 2013. So around 2013, he started to spread the buzz, and people started
2: to tune in. Yeah. So the right people started to tune in other, along with Sean. Other Shawn.
4: friends we had there, Rob and Amanda, right. and other people that make decisions. There, there's, there's
2: so many people to thank. But oh my God,
4: yeah. Again, we got the ears of the right people. The main radio guy there, Justin and Trog, and all these people started right. being like, what, what's it, what are these guys up to? So we're, we're starting at that point in... 2013, 14, people are starting to be like, "All right, let's let's see what these guys are about." Right. Then they start seeing
2: some of the YouTube videos that we were putting up there and we're asking all the questions that, you know, most people on ESPN already wouldn't be asking and yeah, like it
4: was more of a fun pop culture thing. So, fast forward a couple years now. Now it's 2015. We moved out to LA. And our first Super Bowl was in San Francisco. Just to show you how the process, like, this is not an overnight thing.
2: Got to trust the process. And and a lot of times in life, people jump
4: ship instead of trusting the process. Yeah. We're in San Francisco, and Sean was going to be in San Francisco and said, hey, why don't you meet up with some of these folks at ESPN? They, you know, they finally want to meet up with you guys. That was 2015. We had a great lunch. I remember this. We were in San Francisco, had a great lunch, and they were like, they sort of got what we did. And I was like, I felt good about it. I was like, ooh. They well, get-
2: yeah, because for years, the people in charge were so significantly older than us that they didn't get what we were doing. Yeah. But now we're at a stage where the people in charge are old enough to get what we're doing. And this is
4: happening at your company. Wherever exactly. you work, the people that are making decisions are in their 30s, 40s, early 50s, so they speak more your language. When you were 20 and your bosses were... We're like fifty or sixty. Like you, you. There was a generation gap between exactly you guys. So those gaps
2: close and opportunities open. We have some great lunches and that turns into, you know, we start doing pilots in what. 2016, 2017?
4: 2017, 20, 2017. Okay, so, so after a year and a half of conversations about we should develop a show, we should develop a show, and Sean and, has and ideas on and, yeah, yeah. Sean has ideas on what the show should be. Going to Bristol, coming out here, still maintaining our friendship throughout all of this. 2017 hits, and they finally say, yeah, uh, we may want to do this. We're going through budget. We're going through this. We may want to launch a new show. And we got we have you guys in mind.
2: We're doing pilots now. We're doing like big
4: pilots, but like
2: in my, the main studios. I'm I'm nervous just about that at the time, to be honest, and excited. And I honestly think we must have done in the next year span like 20 different pilots with different people, with you're, Sports you're, center well,
4: anchors. Well, I mean, you name it, oh, we, we did we it. We went to say so we here's here's uh this is just you know giving you guys the behind the scenes scoop of all this. My wife, as you know, Sarah and I had our daughter, Emmy, in May of 2017. <laughs> Emmy's birthday, her, her actual birthday, she was born on May 16th, 2017. May 16th. After years and years, we're talking, you know, 2013, for, for three, four years, we're talking about conversation after conversation, meeting after meeting. All right, we think we want to do a pilot with you guys, and we think we could get it greenlit and pushed through know what they say the pilot yeah uh, we're filming it we are flying all these people out we're gonna do this big elaborate thing and uh it's on may 17th is that cool <laughs> and, and what's rich supposed to say <laughs> what know? the fuck am i supposed to right. say we've waited all this year all these years for this yeah. opportunity i was like yeah yeah sure yeah yeah may 17th you got it perfect meanwhile i'm talking to my wife like what is our game plan what you know, I'm going to be on a set all day with executives and people they are flying here from all around the country for this big elaborate pilot they're putting money into. And that, May 17th, was Sarah's exact due date.
2: Yeah, and when Rich's big elaborate pilot, I mean, they were flying people in from all over the place just to test with us, to yeah. to work with
4: different different uh, casting
2: crew. Yeah,
4: different female on air people. And Rich they... is having a baby any yeah. minute. And I'm, I'm like, so if it's, I, I have all these contingency plans. Like, <laughs> right. right, what if what if like in the middle of this, Sarah's like, I'm going into labor, and I'm freaking the fuck out.
2: Now the ball starts to roll. Well, as it turns out, by the way, uh, Rich had the baby. And then the very next day, but what
4: happened was, I get it's it's uh, at the time, yeah, we're doing this pilot, I believe, on a Tuesday morning, on a Tuesday morning, and Sarah and I are at the doctor on the Friday before, and the doctor goes, listen, if you want, we could uh, induce you, and you could have the baby tonight. And we actually had a discussion like, yo, do we want to have this baby tonight and have you induced so that there is no anxiety or confusion or anything? Yeah. And I'm like, then I'm like, do I want an ESPN pilot to dictate the day my daughter is like born? And we thought about it. And I was sort of leaning towards, let's do it. And Sarah at the last minute is like, nah, let's just see what happens. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I was freaking out. We're thinking at this point. Ah, it's our first baby, and first babies usually come a little later. The night before the pilot. Sarah's waking me up at like late at night and like, I think it's time. I'm like, What? So I rush to the hospital. We go through the whole process. You remember we were on the air the next day. I was I was on the air with you guys from the hospital room. Sarah has the baby. We have baby Emmy. And I go straight from the hospital with the bracelet on because you can't you can't take the bracelet off because when you're in the baby unit of a hospital, you have to keep that security bracelet on. So I went, filmed ten hours with you of different pilots with different people, and then went back to the hospital. So Emmy was born, it was like nice to meet you kid. Goodbye and I had to run to the studio with you.
2: So then, you know, now we've got actual proof that we could do this and all the right eyes. I mean that those 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 tapes spread like wildfire throughout Bristol and and throughout the ESPN family and uh, let's just say from that experience, a lot of the people we worked with then that was a, what a year and a half ago yeah. are already on TV doing big things with ESPN. Yeah, right. Then the company went through some changes and all our momentum sort of stopped for a second. Yeah. Fast forward again. They got new ideas for us. We're doing more pilots. A, a, a
4: different idea, different pilot. Then we did another pilot and a
2: different pilot. Basically, what's going on here is they believed in us and in our brand and what we would bring to the company, but didn't know how to fit us in or, or what was going to work.
4: So That's why when people work in the world of music or TV or that anything in that realm, to tell people something's going to happen is a bad idea. Right, right, right. Not only bad luck, but... A lot of times they're like, yeah, this is going to happen. And then you're like, yo, it's going to happen. And you get an email or call like, yeah, yeah, they froze budgets. Or, uh, yeah, the big dog didn't approve it. And you're like, wah, wah.
2: And this might be, again, behind the velvet rope, maybe even too much information. But here's what really got the ball rolling for us. Covino and Rich oh. bring you Behind, behind the, the Velvet, velvet rope. rope. This is where we thank our good friends and family. Because we've been part of the SiriusXM family now for so long. Yeah. This is where we thank them and, and we be good company men and say, without SiriusXM support, we wouldn't be able to make this happen either. Because we're doing all this TV stuff, which we're allowed to do, but it's taking forever, right? SiriusXM has us exclusively for Cavino and Rich on the radio. Yeah. We work a new contract out at SiriusXM, and they allow two really awesome things for us which is one to put up our best of the week podcast Mm -hmm. and the other one was yeah we're going to allow you guys to work at ESPN because we have a great relationship and partnership with them and that allowed us to work or have the opportunity to do ESPN radio so now that we had that in our contract we go to ESPN and we tell Sean and all our friends over there hey guys we're actually able to yeah. do radio You could
3: use this
4: in a part-time capacity on the radio in addition to TV, and that sort of opens windows because we're known for being on the radio.
2: That opens up all the doors. You know, we start doing ESPN radio, as you guys remember, because we made that announcement, and a lot of you guys tune in to what we do on ESPN radio. We had, you know, what, six, seven... Eight month run there now. Yeah, and you keep
4: it over exact five months. Five months. We started in the end of June. Well, you, you, I remember,
2: you always add, but it's been a build up, so yeah. you know it didn't <laughs> just happen overnight. July,
4: August, September, October, November. Yeah, like months. It five was before football
2: month. season, yeah. so you know we started doing ESPN <laughs> Radio, which opened more doors, and the ball started to roll with this show, and the rest is history. It's called Now or Never, and there's an international portion called Ahora o Nunca. And that's going to air on ESPN Deportes, and they have their own hosts who are so talented. We become really great friends with them.
4: Hercules, who I love, and
2: Mauricio Pedraza, who's already on ESPN. Mauricio, familiar face,
4: one of the funniest guys we've met.
2: Yeah, we're we're equally as happy for them because I know how hard they work, and to have that brand again, not only here on ESPN. And on the Portis side of things internationally, the brand, they're really excited about it. And we hope you guys are excited about it because it's a different spin. And when I say this, and I'm sure it's been said a million times, nothing like this has ever been on ESPN. So, you know, we're really excited. People are going to hate us and then eventually learn to uh, love us.
4: People are going to hate us and then hopefully love us. That's probably the goal. No, that's it. Yeah. I mean, people are definitely going to hate us. So thank you guys. But I'm excited for the hate. 866-969-1969. If you guys have any questions, um, again starting in January, January 28th, Monday, January 28th. We'll be still doing our SiriusXM talk show every morning. we we'll right fa- like two lives. Right here on Faction Talk. And then every night we go to the studio, downtown L.A., by the Staples Center. And we're going to be doing a daily late-night TV show on ESPN2 every night called Now or Never. And what you said about the Deportes version that Maurizio and Hercules will be hosting... The best way, the best analogy would be how, as you know, back in the day, very popular show, Sports Nation. Then they had Nación, which was the same brand, right? It was yeah. like Sports Nation was the English version. And then on Deportes, they had the same logo, same brand that was Nación. So it
2: was. Which we hosted and made several cameos yeah. on in the a, past few months. Yeah,
4: we have a great relationship with the Deportes people. So you have, you know, you had Sports Nation and Nación. Now you have. Every night on ESPN two, now or never, hosted by Cavino and Rich and on Deportes, Mauricio and Hercules. And on both shows, a super talented, funny, awesome girl who is gonna be part of both shows. This girl, Janelle, yeah. who is I think she's gonna be great.
2: The debut of Janelle. Wait till you get a get load to, of her. <laughs> get to meet her. She's uh she's she's definitely a, a fun person to look out for. So is Cavino and Rich- that's our announcement we've waited for years to tell you about it it's been a process it really has yeah. you know and and we thank all of you guys and we're really excited about it and you know it, it gets even, deeper than that because now we go on no. our little like quote-unquote promotional tour to promote this show oh
4: so. ah, yeah so now's a good time to say uh a few a few different things uh a uh first of all no, you no, guys no. Stephen a you guys all <laughs> need to dvr this watches most importantly the next day when they put out these clips on facebook and instagram and all that that's where you guys come in you know, come into play, that's where we call on you, our friends and people that have supported us and friends of the show. That's where you got to spread those clips like fucking wildfire. You need to pass. The dumb, if, if Kavino and I do something dumb and it's on ESPN's Instagram or Twitter or something the next day.
2: Yeah, I have a whole campaign. It's like, don't spread cheeks, spread clips. Of oh, that's C&R. right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah.
4: Um, but you said Steve A. Get this. This is ridiculous. This makes me want to fart I'm wait- right now. I'm waiting for them to be like, guys, we're kidding.
2: This makes me want to. Run to the bathroom, in, shit my pants. In
4: promotion of our new late night show on ESPN two, the day after Christmas, Christmas aft, as I've always called it, on Christmas aft, December twenty sixth, which by the way is the dumbest name ever, Christmas aft. What the fuck is wrong with that? Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas aft. Christmas
2: aft. I mean, I don't want to debate about this. It ruins the announcement. Go ahead.
4: Well, this apologize. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. Uh, Christmas aft. There is a... <laughs> There's something that's happening that I find hilarious. They're like, Hey, Cavino and Rich, uh, guess what you're doing on December 26th? You'll be... I'm
2: thinking, uh, I don't know, scratching my belly,
4: like, scra- lounging scra- around. So around? Scratching my man thighs, watching uh, reruns of uh, Twilight Zone? No. Watching
2: no. Elf, I don't know.
4: On December 26th, in promotion of the new show, Cavino and I are taking over and we're filling in and hosting first take for Max and Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be Stephen A and Rich will be Max. Is that what? Wait, we have to pick one? The fact of the matter is this. I've been grooming my stubble to to make sure Kellerman knows. these bozos spinning in our chairs, Max?
2: I'll tell you what. It's I don't be... want
4: him. And he points to you. I don't want him in my chair.
2: <laughs> Their take is blasphemous and he's going to be rolling his eyes as Cavino and Rich oh, host First Take on ESPN.
4: World, the world will, will be rolling their eyes. Anyone that watches... Which, by the way, is their the highest rated show as far as I know. Yeah, and it's like real... It's like, oh, it, it makes like, me so nervous. It's like serious sports. By the way, it's a two-hour show. I didn't know that until you told me. I'm nervous just thinking about it, but but excited. It's good nerves, you know? Good Without stuff. a doubt. So, yeah, um, the, the new show, the Daily Late Night Show, starts at the end of January, and we'll be doing a lot of fill-ins on TV and radio before then, and... Hopefully trying to spread the word about the new TV show. And like I said, any questions, 866-969-1969 or text 412, the letter C in our show. We'll take some questions and uh, we'll move on to some other stuff here on the show today. But a major announcement in the world of Kavino and Rich, considering it's been years in the works for for us to get back on TV. As you know, we did the SNY Daily TV show from 2013 to 2015. So it's been a couple of
2: years. Yeah, and all those things, you know, led to this. And That's the cool part about it, too, is, you know. Hadn't we made all those moves and and did all the things we've done, it wouldn't have led us to this mm. this part. And uh, you know, we kind of we kind of made it happen. And that's it's nice to know that, you know, if you got your mind set on something and, and you really work at it and the right people believe in you, it's it's possible. You know, that's really how I feel about it. Because for me, I'm such a fan that it's almost surreal. Like yeah. I feel like I don't belong. That's the truth, even though I know
4: I do because we worked <laughs> so long to make it happen. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you know, of you. I'm like, I'm what the hell of, am
3: I doing here? I can't
4: here? wait. I'm. You're gonna be having nervous twarts in Stephen A's chair. That's not good. Yeah, but
2: it's okay. I'll I'm tell. tell I'll, I'll
4: fill you in. I'll let. I'll let the world know.
2: I'm very honest, and that's you know the different side that we'll bring to ESPN and. Very, very happy to share that news with you guys after all these years. So uh, our, our friends and family are, are finding out all the details as we speak. We hope you're excited about it. Oh, and, we're and, excited about it. And what about, the, in.
4: what about the new split day life you're going to live? And that's all something we're going to have to figure out. Do the, do the radio show in the morning then record our pop 2k and turbo stuff get home have lunch unwind see our kids and family do our dad stuff Do you know dad life and husband or boyfriend life trying to be present significant others and then all of a sudden be like all right off to the tv studio and do a late night tv show every night right every night so it's now or never ain't that right spot now or never hit it spot spot hit it hit it spot now it's now or never <laughs> on
2: ESPN2 Oh
4: by the way side note I like the name Now or Never but I want everyone to know the whole idea of choosing a name of a show you'd be amazed how you could come up with a million things and like random people have holds or patents on it or like uh, the rights to it if you think you could just go on TV and be like oh I'm going to name the show this I, lo- I love that they settled on Now Now or Never cuz there there was ones I didn't like in the mix I like this one Yeah but let me tell you if you came up with 20 good names for something, am I right by saying 15 of the 20? They're like, no, uh, for some reason, CBS has a hold on that. Oh, NBC used that for a segment 10 years ago. We can't use that. Oh, uh, no, someone uh, someone owns the rights to that phrase.
2: This is uh, Becky McAllister's podcast. I can't use it.
4: Yeah. No, exactly. Okay,
2: sure. Fine. Whatever. So now or never is the title. We're real excited again. I, I can't say Let's that see, enough. Uh,
4: let, we'll start with Damien on the phones, 866-969-1969. What's up, Damien? Now we turn it over to you guys. Yeah. So questions,
2: we got answers. Yep. And for those of you who watched our SNY show and, and thought that was fun, I want you to know that it's going to be very much like that, just a lot cooler.
4: That's really it. It's that with a bigger budget, well, I guess. A for, like, budget. For, for like set and stuff. On a, on a,
2: on a, on a bigger platform. And- Actually, to be
4: honest, I, I don't know about bigger budget. as far. I think just the like the SNY show. But just on a bigger stage, yeah, on a bigger yeah. scale. That's also,
2: you know, I, I don't want people to think you're going to get some sort of different version of Cavino and Rich. It's, it's the same stuff that you're you're used to, uh, just finding the funnier, different angle of these sports stories because they're all relatable to our everyday life. Uh, we
4: the, phone, the uh, phones okay. went out. Pick them up. All room. right, um, let's say uh, Drew Mac. Is it live or taped? Yo, know, shit, I don't know. You we know, don't know all the details. I think some days live, some days taped. I th- that that's one of those things where. It's a late night show and depending on what late game. So let's say it's a big, let's say it's a big Lakers game and LeBron, let's say it's Golden State versus the Lakers and it's a big game in January leading up to the playoffs, right? They're probably going to wait for that game to end so that we could talk about it that That's night. It's going to
2: be awkward. How cool is it going to be when like LeBron is going to be on our show, like on the little screen there? I'm like, yo, LeBron, you look, you, look, you look sweaty, man. He's tired from the game tonight. You think you're going to get LeBron? Yeah, bro. <laughs> you and LeBron? Yeah, me and LeBron. All right. The, this guy in Indio, California says, why be nervous, Cavino? You did the Will Kane show on ESPN. That is true. And we're going to be doing it again December 27th, 28th. For hours. 28th. Yeah. For hours. No, Four hours the, at a time. And the 26th. 26 is first take. And Will Kane. And Will Kane? Oh, man. They're working us to death. We're doing both that day, so yeah. He's
4: complaining already. My God, too many dots on my calendar. Is that in the contract? No, no I'm so, so you're doing. So you'll be doing first take that day, yeah, for two hours. And then Will Kane. And then three hours of radio on TV. So you'll be on TV for five I mean, listen, hours that day. Look at you, you, Dick Clark
2: with Ryan Seacrest. I know I'm an interesting fella, but I mean, am I that interesting? I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of TV time that day. So yeah, we filled in for Will Kane, and we've done our radio thing. My mindset is this. I do radio every day for, you know, I've been 20 years in this business, 15 years almost with Rich. If I focus on like, hey, I'm just doing my radio show and ignore the cameras, I'm fine. So I'm excited just to do what we always do on ESPN.
1: Cavino and
3: Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk 103.
2: So last night, we had that discussion of like, what do you want to put on? I don't know. She's like, well... I don't know. Maybe something that's probably gonna be an hour or so because I don't see myself lasting through Magwali,
3: <laughs>
2: right? And I'm like, ah, you don't want to watch Magwali?
4: Jimmy Hino. <laughs> what we now? You now you're confusing me? Magwali? Uh, Mowgli? Mowgli.
2: You don't watch the new Netflix Magwali? The, the Jungle like, Book. How could it be better than that Disney one? And I'm like, I know. I there's no way, but I'm hearing good things. But it's like two hours or whatever. So. I'm like, I don't know. I put on that Russell Brand comedy special, and it's way too British. You know, it's way too British. I, I just wasn't feeling the vibe. I watched it on my own time, I guess, mm-hmm. one day. And I was like, eh, I'm not feeling this. It's kind of like when you're looking for that right porn clip, but some just aren't doing it for you.
4: Mm-hmm. like, why? What? <laughs> these are the most viewed today yeah. by around the world? People yeah. are off their mark I'm today. I'm like,
2: man, none of these Netflix choices are working for me. And then I saw that Netflix had the movie Friday, as one of their selections, right? And I got to look this up now, because Spot, you look this up for me.
4: I know. You know Friday, story And it was Monday, and you got shit to do?
2: I had shit to do, but I had time to kill, and I was like, you know what? Here's a classic I haven't seen in a while. Let's see if she knows anything about this. If not, she's not really invested anyway. She's, pro- she's practically falling asleep. Yeah. And if I fall asleep, who gives a fuck? I'm going to put on Friday. <laughs> I'm
3: guessing
2: 1992 to 94. That's my guess. Oh, the year? Yeah, starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Right. It was the debut. Ju- were- the debut of and you know this man, <laughs> Chris Tucker, and and it was Ice Cube's sort of acting
5: debut ready. and writing debut. Let what me know is when it? You're ready for the real year? Am I
2: wrong? Am I that off? You're not that off. Ninety
5: one? Oh, later. Oh, okay. What year? Ninety five. Ninety five.
2: Oh, okay. Now I gotta say this. Usually this discussion. Is sort of meant for and a throwback funk, Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: Rebecca Black's Friday was released in 2011. Okay, so yeah, oh, so, you okay, know. okay, okay. Just I, so. I, there came a point. where She's like, by the way, that seems like yesterday to us. I'm yeah.
2: glad you brought that up because she goes, <laughs> seven I go, years ago. I go. She goes, What is this? It's hurting my eyes. So immediately, I'm like, What do you mean? She's like, It looks so old. And I'm like, What do you mean it looks old? And you know what? She's right. It looks old. It's like when you watch sports highlights and you're like, yeah, I remember that home run, but it looks like from 1963 now.
5: <laughs> and you're like, that shit was in like the early 2000s, late 90s. The graphics look like they were made on... Yeah! Like,
3: the Commodore and you're Super like, you- holy
5: fuck! When you were growing up... Everything and- about this movie looks old from the beginning.
4: I remember thinking stuff in the 80s looked old. And then in the 90s, Fox and different sports networks like ESPN, all of a sudden their graphics got way doper. And I remember thinking like, can't get better than this! <laughs> <laughs> now you watch a Highlight from the 90s and yeah. you're like, oh my God. Oh. robot graphics. Like, wow, Fox broke out the robots. Fox, Fox has robots. It, it can't get more advanced than this. Robot scores. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God.
2: So anyway, yeah, where are they going to go now from robots?
4: I mean, aliens.
2: Good luck. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots take the lead.
4: I robots. Am the, the AI Chinese news guys on sports. I, I'm telling you, there's no so way. This
2: is 1995 then, okay? So now I'm in a 1995 time warp. She's like, this looks so old. I'm like, well, this was my shit, right? I'm like, you don't got to watch it. I said, you know, but it's a classic. I'm not exposing you to some bullshit. This is a classic. I ain't never heard of it. I'm like, what? I'm oh, you're out your mind. So now I'm starting to see the difference. I'm like, what? You never heard of Friday? She's like, no, man. From the past. For what? Probably smoke Bud,
4: too. How you doing,
1: brother Craig? How you doing? <laughs> I right. well, see um. See but you see Sister Jones in? Nope. <laughs> need this brother John. They both at work. Well, your ass need to be nailed. <laughs> Excuse
4: me, brother. What we call drug is 74th Street Baptist Church. We call us cynics. That's that's her. I don't get it. Who's that? My eyes. What is, is this? My eyes are hurting from the pixels.
5: This is. Where does this take place?
2: That's a young Bernie Mac, dude. He's so young, didn't even look like Bernie Mac. I don't get it. Bernie Mac had a pompadour.
5: Who's Bernie Mac?
2: Right. So so get this. So now I'm like, wait, this is Friday. How do you, you've never heard of Friday? Actually, I'm it's I'm like, wait, there was, there was three sequels. There was, there, was, there was three of them. Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. Never. Heard. I know Rebecca. Thank you, next. Like, I know Rebecca Black Friday. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, I'm getting like inside. I'm starting to feel like the fire burn. I'm like, oh man, this is fucking atrocious. Who are your parents? How do you not know this stuff? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, I mean, how would she know this? She's a white girl from Idaho, never exposed <laughs> to this ever, you know, and I'm like, wait, oh, wait, she's like, wait, is this where they say, damn, now this movie totally lives in meme form, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 that's it. They say, damn. So she only knows it from the meme, you know, which I think lives on. Hey,
3: i waking up in the morning.
4: Yes, she knows Rebecca Black Friday. She knows this. I'm like, no, the other Black Friday.
3: And then
2: she's like, oh, wait, is this where Bye Felicia comes from? And then I get into that whole debate with her. I'm like, yes, Bye Felicia is from this 1995. Like, no, it's from like 2000 something from a meme. And
5: I'm like, no, it's from this movie. Is Jordan that awkward girl in the back seat dancing in the Friday video? Yes, she's in the Friday video. Same age.
2: So, you know, her perspective is Rebecca Black Friday. My perspective is Ice Cube Friday. She's like, Ice Cube looks like a baby. And then it dawned on me, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, yeah, he does look like a baby. I'm like, fuck, I was a baby. Damn, all these fucking years have passed. This sucks. And, like, everything has changed (laughs) so much from that which meant so much to me to where we are right now. I'm with a girl right now who doesn't even fucking know or have ever heard of this movie that meant so much to me in 95, you know, like she wasn't even born barely when that shit was my shit. And I'm looking at Chris Tucker's room in the movie. I had every poster that that dude had in his movie in my house. And all these stupid jokes I got from that movie, and that movie meant so much to me,
4: and it's so funny. I know it's not
2: your movie, Rich, but I know you've seen
4: it. It, it does live Probably on. Like it movies? lives on in me. It does live on with the damn like when you picture Chris Rock and I and Ice Cube leaning back with their arms out, like yeah. Damn. And, and so I did
2: an experiment. I reached out to my brother, who's a year younger,
5: a uh, slightly younger. Only, only in. Uh Physically. He's like, no. he's about 15 like, years old. Have here. you ever seen,
2: yeah, mentally, he's 12. Yeah, he's 12 years old. I <laughs> said, have you seen the movie Friday? He's like, no, nah, you. Yeah. He's like, but I've seen, like, the funny parts. And I'm like, oh, you wait, mean, like, so like, I'm a terrible big brother, I guess, because I never exposed this to you, but like, you got to like, watch Rebecca Black, yo? And it was the first time that I realized, like, man, like, so much of my humor and my quotes and my references are from that generation of movies that somehow define you in a way, yet, you know,
5: if you don't see those movies or live through that, you just don't know, and that's really it. If you show her an 80s movie, it's going to be like us looking at a movie from the 30s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like the- it, Whale. Yeah. <laughs> that's that like kind of dinginess. And to be honest, it moves so slow for- Today's eyes. And a movie from the seventies might might as well be like a silent movie. Like I still thought it was funny, but it still moves
2: very, very slow. Never
4: my movie.
2: I've yeah, seen Friday. I've ever, seen Friday. I don't I think you ever gave it a fair shot. There's so many subtle funny I know, funny but I'm saying things. like never never my movie. I loved it. It was the only peak I had until like the you know, the black lifestyle on the West Coast.
4: I'm like, like Craig with his slippers on. I didn't watch I maybe seen that movie one time, but I said to you earlier on the way in Every time, I think Friday. I also think of how it does live on in memes now. But I was more of a house party guy. Because I, like, I was I was thinking like <laughs> That's kid and 80s, play. Man. No, but kid and play like that to me. That to me. Every time you say Friday, I somehow visualize kid and play and, and part and house party. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm confusing everything.
2: But it's really, it's really odd to to see how much you're defined by. Again, you know how many. Times we quote that movie, Sandler movies, fucking Pee Wee Herman movies, Jim Carrey, stupid shit. Those things really do define you and help mold your personality. Of course, I so, think
4: about I think about the three people you just mentioned. I watched Fen-
2: a wedding singer with Jordan. She's like, you say like all of these lines.
4: I'm like, no, yeah. I know. throw in, throw, I in uh, throw in Tommy Boy, and throw in Chris Farley. So you got Farley, Spade, Sandler, Jim Carrey. Those are the those are the people that you watched in high school, college, depending on how old the, here's you are. The news
2: break. Those movies are old now. Well, yeah, of course they are. I know.
4: They're like long
2: gone and kind of forgotten, except for by people like us. And it makes me think. Wait, so all this time where I'm throwing out all these lines and I'm doing this, not only does she not get it, a lot of people don't get it. They just give me the credit for like, oh man, that guy's funny. And I'm thinking to myself now, well, you thought I came up with break yourself, fool. You think I made
4: that up? <laughs> you
2: think I made that up?
4: I got it from somewhere. Yeah, take credit. Jordan thinks you're the funniest. You Chris Tucker? <laughs> Jordan thinks you're the funniest guy on earth.
2: And you know this. <laughs> you think that's me? You think that's me. I
3: you,
2: what do you know about game?
4: You think that's me? What bike? You think that's me? That's not oh, that me. Is that like when I said to Jordan, I was like, chlorophyll, more like borophyll. She's, like, oh. She's like,
3: you're so funny. Rich, I'm like,
4: you're the best. I'm like, no, he's not. He just quoted Adam Sandler. (laughs) You see what I mean?
2: Like, it's so odd. It's so specific to us, dude, and it doesn't go any further. The end. It really is. And I'm not saying they don't know. The classics live on. And that's one, in my opinion, that I thought everybody knew. I really did. You're saying no. I'm telling you, man. Everybody did. As far as I knew growing up, everybody knew that movie. Depends on how you grew up. I don't know how you missed it. You said you saw it once, if that.
4: Depends on how you
2: grew up. So that was the first time I really noticed like the cultural, the age, every difference possible. I was like, wow, man, this is like such a she's like, this is she's like, When's when's it get funny? I'm like, oh, wait till you see big worm. You're gonna love it. Oh, uh,
4: that you know what? It's
2: What's up, big worm? Big perm, I mean big worm.
4: When there's things that you watched a ton as a kid and then you try to show them to someone else, they never produce. That wasn't my goal, though, but I thought this was going to kill. I mean, it was, like, not even close. I mean, I remember remember telling you the story, this is years ago, Spot, where, I mean, they're, they're all grown up now. I think they're in their 20s, but I remember one of my exes, I was with one of my exes, and I showed her nieces gremlins. Oh, yeah. And... But think of that perspective. They were trying to, they were like, let's watch a movie that's a little scary or something. I was like, all right, you guys are kids. All right, I got something. I, yo, I got it. I got one. I put on the DVD of Gremlins. and this is Are like, you sure you can handle this, kids? This is early 2000s. And <laughs> I, watching it with them, felt the same way. I'm like, oh my God, this really is not good. And they're like, "When does it get scary or funny or something?" Like, I I don't know, because I was with them. I felt the same way they did. I'm like, "Why did I think this was good?" It's terrible. Gremlins is a terrible Terrible, movie.
2: Terrible. Now here's 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 where the give and take comes in relationships. Ready? Jordan has to deal with a lot. I mean, believe you me, you heard the first hour of my show yesterday, right? You heard the first hour of my rant. So Jordan has to deal with a lot that comes with me. But she also has to see me dyeing my fucking hair. And you know, being a slob and you know, like,
4: oh my back. Oh Yeah, right. you're pretty you're you're
2: pretty you're a prize. You know what I have to deal with? Gremlins, is that the, this is that like the monster movie? <laughs> and I'm like, What? So I mean that's craziness when you think about that. When you think about that, you're like, Oh man, yeah. There's so much lost there, mm-hmm. but is it all significant? Not
4: really, you know. What did I watch? I feel like other movies I watched, too, just did not deliver. We need – I think that's like a formula. If you By watch the way, it, I
2: deal with a hell of a lot less. That's the really moral, moral yeah. of the story. But there is things that, you know, get lost in translation.
4: And you're just like – you have to be like, yeah,
2: well, I guess not that big of a deal.
4: If you watch TV shows or movies now, yeah. you realize that there are way more laughs, way – things don't develop as much. And so just, honestly, comedies and everything have way, way more laughs per – Per episode, way more everything. If you watch older shows and older movies, you'd be amazed at how slow things feel. Everything feels so slow. Friday
2: feels slow as shit, yet still makes me laugh. But it really brought me back to a weird place, probably because every time I watched, I was probably smoking weed or something with my friends in in the mid-90s. You know, so it took me back to Mm -hmm. that mindset and, and that's where I was in my life. And then I'm like, man, holy shit. This is crazy how much time has passed because this movie's old now.
4: It's old. No, that it's, shit is old. No, it's boring as fuck right now, being what? that it is the Christmas season. I think you pointed out the other day as well. When I'm watching it with Sarah and I'm throwing things on, you know, you're throwing cartoons on for your kid. I'm, I'm trying to like... Oh, those uh, claymation ones? Any, any Christmas special. Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, oh, Rudolph the, the red Rudolph boring. the red news uh, the red news the red Nose reindeer claymation all that shit is boring as hell it's, it's so it worst. bad it's so when they so go to the land misfit
2: toys I'm already checked out
4: dude it's the worst <laughs> I know the only thing that's tolerable is the Happy Birthday dude, Frosty because it's like twenty minutes I tried
2: watching Mary Poppins with my kid recently and they got to let's go fly a kite and I'm like you know what that's a better idea let's do that because <laughs> this movie is fucking boring. You know, things have changed. Friday looks old. Visually, the humor is old. It was so specific to that time, that weed comedy. Uh, You know, Chris Tucker, Ice Cube. That was everyone in their fucking moment at that time. You were at that time. You liked it. You quoted it. Your friends dug it. You guys were high. That shit barely, from today's perspective, holds the fucking water, if that makes sense. Holds the
4: water? yeah, holds the water. Holds the water. I wonder if this holds true because we pass the hotel every day, and I think of the movie every time we pass it, the Beverly Hills Hotel on our drive home. Yeah. Mount Vernon in Washington saying he ran across Beverly Hills Cop – and watch it with his teenage son. I thought you were going to say Troop Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. I know you love that movie. That's a chick flick if I've ever seen one. But Beverly Hills copy said it it held up. His 16-year-old son took his nose nose out of his phone and actually watched it and laughed with him. And I'm thinking that's a perfect example of something I wouldn't think would hold up.
2: But those are great moments, and you have to cherish those because it's few and far between. Uh, Nova Scotia says, the Friday soundtrack was my shit, and I played the Ice Cube song from Friday, for my twenty five year old girlfriend she thought it was from the seventies. I was so disappointed, yeah, that's the thing man it's it it doesn't it doesn't stand the test of
4: time the way you hope it would. There's only two movies from the eighties that I'm convinced I'm convinced back to the future you see you and, and karate kid and maybe three then e t goonies Oh. goonies holds up it's like there's something so Magical and fun and like almost, uh would you like an adventure? I think okay, yeah. But I've don't never... don't downplay a younger
2: person's eyes and what their expectations are. No, no, no. But that's because they saying. look at that and they see grainy, like terrible quality movie.
4: But I think the because of the heart and fast paced action of those two movies, I feel like Back to the Future and Goonies are the two where a kid watches now, and I think they'd be like. For an old movie, that's pretty cool. Like I, I, so many of the other movies we watched growing up that we loved would be awful if you watched again. I told you shows you watch as a kid that you laughed your ass off at. Watch now, and you're gonna say, "Man, I was a low expectation having motherfucker." I watched an episode of Perfect Strangers. There was nothing funny about it. I'm like, "Yo, I laughed at this." Don't be ridiculous, Cousin Appleton. Balky. That shit is terrible. I watched, uh, you know. I hate to say this because I loved it so much, but I watch episodes of Alf, and there's a couple funny lines here and there. But Alf, that shit is terrible. Everything we watched as a kid was not good. <laughs> yeah, that's what George was saying. Growing up, and pace. I gotta tell you, I was getting so
2: insulted. She's like, "This is not a good movie." I'm like, "You are not a good person. You need to you're really <laughs> insult me like right when, now." I was getting like mad inside. This is like really bad, and
5: I'm like, "No, you're being bad." Like, Pay attention, Rich. You didn't see Karate Kid until your adult life. We, for us, it was always like a great, like underdog kid, you know, kids movie. Even though we spun it around, but now Rich, as seeing as an adult, didn't like it as much. She I liked mean, it, but I don't put it in the category either. What
4: about uh, like Growing Pains? Right? Yeah. You, we, the, the late great Alan Thicke, been on the show before he passed away. We always reminisced. Hey, up. Rich, good to see you. Maggie. Mike Seaver, hey, Ben. Hey, Spot.
2: It's been a while.
4: To your room, Ben. Even his best friend, Boner.
2: Who's the skinny guy?
4: You know, that shit was <laughs> decent. Nah, that shit. You know, Alan Thicke was the comedy decent. relief. Uh, decent, bro. To your
2: room. It was decent. All right. so I, You know what I did? It just made me feel weird. It was the first eye-opening. Not brown eye-opening, Spot. <laughs> First eye opening, eye opening experience where I was like, wow. Dude, so much time has gone by, and what I thought was the coolest is really just not that cool anymore. Dude.
4: Dude.
3: I was, I was
4: trying to. Sarah and I one day were talking about who our childhood crushes were, right? And she was probably talking about some dude from uh, Dawson's Creek or some other movie. Like uh, Andre Dawson?
2: She yeah, got the fever the, for the flavor, no,
4: not Andre Dawson's Creek. What, but what's the other one that you watched? You like you loved girl shows like uh, Seventh Heaven or what? was some of the like One Tree Hill? Like, or one Tree or Hill some, like, I Sarah, never watched any of Sarah those. Sarah probably shows. named some like uh, doofy little hunky kid from that show, and I was oh I, Chad I, Michael Murray. And I was did uh, she
2: mention me? And hey,
4: I, I and I said I love Thick. Alyssa, I, I loved Nicole Eggert when she was on Charles in Charge, and. It was on TV and I said, Oh, let me watch an episode of Charles in Charge. And I'm thinking, I loved Scott Bayo back then. I thought Buddy Lembeck, his hilarious best friend, Nicole Eggert was like the hot the hot teen when I was a little kid. I thought she was she was my favorite. The Powells, oh, they were tough on Charles. I watched this shit, it was awful.
2: Yeah, again, you were little and expectations and perspective when you're little is terrible, right? I was in college when Friday came out, so I wanted to hang with fucking Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. I thought that was, like, my circle. I'm like, these are my dudes. That was my shit. And, you know, it's really sad because when you see your college friends on social media, you realize, like, they're old guys now. You're like, oh, fuck. That blows.
4: Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's uh, Some of them will hold the test of time, so I don't want to shit on all of them because there are things I do go back and watch, and I think to myself, you know what? That really was good. Like Tommy Boy. If you watch Tommy Boy now, Chris Farley's physical comedy and him and Spade and, you know, Spade's still making movies and stuff. Their their camaraderie, you can't deny it. That shit was a funny movie. That, yeah, no but, one's going to say that. But
2: comedy, I don't know, man. There's a, an expiration date on that sometimes. So it's a classic. There's no doubt. And I put Friday in that same category, especially, like, in the urban community. I imagine it's a rite of passage for every black dude listening right now.
5: Should show her, uh, but
2: Wayne's it doesn't world. stand the test of time. No cuff, Wayne's World. She
5: would hate it. I know, like the
1: humor, party time, excellent. And the
5: look is just so dated of that movie. She would, just,
1: she would hate it.
5: I, I know. Oh, totally. Oh, look up. at this, Jerry, uh, Jerry. Oh, right,
4: Jerry O, one of our loyal pals out on Long Island, said recently his wife and I said, "Let's pick something old school to watch." They chose Facts of Life. Why? They watched one episode of all the
2: things in the world. He's
3: a
4: big Mindy Cone fan. Rich, I mean, was,
2: Rich was a Joe fan. He
5: picked something random. That, I mean, that was his I point.
2: Mean, That's about as random as it gets. It really is random. He took the bad.
5: <laughs> yeah, he didn't even take the good. He took the bad. By the
2: way, I wrote that song.
5: I even sang it. I sang it.
4: Can't it's explain never. how terrible that show is. It's terrible. <laughs> he said they couldn't even get through
2: it. Terrible. Yeah. That's kind of, that's not how I felt. I still had a, a sense of this meant something to me. Yeah. I had to acknowledge that it's fucking old now and that time is over. And that was the coming of age that I experienced yesterday. But I had to explain. I felt like, you know, when your parents, are like, this was a big movie when I, uh, when you're like, yeah, mom, this movie sucks. I had to then, then explain, like, yo, look, I'm not wasting your time. This was a classic where I come from. You know? And I had to really sell that.
4: 888. What's our number? 866 969 1969. 866 969 1969. Is there a movie, TV show, something that you were obsessed with as a kid? I was obsessed with Friday. And sadly, as an adult, you went back, you watched it with a girlfriend, with your kids or something, and for some reason you felt that feeling in your stomach like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, this is a
2: bad choice. Now she knows
4: how old I am. So <laughs> I don't look at it that way. I would look at it like, yo, dude, this they, is- you
2: should see the cars they're driving. They're using well, regular they, phones and shit. They live in the hood, though. Yeah, but dude, there is still, it's still 95 in LA, you
5: Just- know? Just One of the Guys. I feel like I watched that movie recently. They had
2: beepers in this movie. (laughs) so
5: dated. Yeah,
2: Just One of the Guys. Fuck that movie. That movie's
5: so dated. That
2: was like barely good. Think of... Put that in perspective. That movie was barely good in the 80s, right? We watched it because they showed some titty. Right. So if it was barely good then, that movie's unwatchable now.
5: I only watched that movie for the titties. You know that. Right.
2: Right, Of course. Terry had titties. She had...
5: Jubs. she had the jubbies she had massive jubbos. <laughs> oh
2: yes yeah, she did all right so that was my take Worth watch. I watch i figured i'd, I'd uh, give you some of my perspective from my life because it's never an issue and it's never really been a thing but it was an eye-opener for me yesterday because i'm like yo I-, I really had to convince her that this was good at one point
4: scott and philly you're on the show what's up scott hey scott Yeah,
0: I'll tell you what, uh, Happy Days. I used to love that as a kid. Look forward to it every week. And I
3: tried to watch an episode the other week. And just the canned laughter, man, was just, it turned my stomach. I just had to turn it off. It was just
2: horrible. It was the coolest shit as a kid, for sure. Joy. Henry Winkler. Let me tell you something, Cunningham. Fonzie was the coolest. The show, you were confused because you were little. You're like, is this 1950s? What is this? But it was really Uh, the 80s.
4: Doug in Tampa, you're on the show. What's up, Doug? Hey, Doug, you're on the show. Hey, boys, it's the Golden Girls. That shit holds up, that though. That is the
2: shit. Yeah, but it looks old as
5: hell. I don't know. He's, are you this, saying it holds
4: up or are you saying it looks... It I, holds I, up. Yeah, it'll go yeah. yeah,
5: The humor, the, humor yeah. the social messaging and the humor are still top notch. That's
2: why everyone... Well, good writing stands the test of time, but humor does change. Yeah, but no. that's why
5: everyone brags
4: about the Golden Girls and sweats it because the Golden Girls was so witty and ahead of its time in the writing department that you could watch Golden Girls now and still be like, yeah, that shit's fun. By the way,
5: sick burns are timeless. <laughs> Yo,
4: go on YouTube and look up uh, the best insults on Golden Girls and okay. they're fantastic. It's like looking up Al Bundy's best fat woman jokes. Yeah, they're still hilarious.
2: Another show that looks like it was made in 1960, if you watch it now. Cavillo and Rich. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. There he is. It's so good to see him. Jerry O'Connell. We're we're probably way too fired up What an honor.
1: What an honor. It's been too long. I know. Jerry motherfucking Um,
2: O'Connell.
1: Movies that stand the test of time. Jaws. Good one. Um, My kids watched Back to the Future this weekend.
4: I said that before. That's I said I, that before. I said that shit before. I said it. <laughs> it
1: really, um, it just doesn't, it's, it's amazing. It doesn't even look out of style, that right. movie. No, it looks fantastic. Because maybe because they, it took place in the 80s. I, who the hell knows? But that movie definitely still Oh, you stores. know what really holds up? Die Hard. Die Hard
4: does hold
2: up. Die, <laughs> Die, Hard. Die Hard. holds up. I just love how happy you got when well, you thought of it. Well, it.
1: Just, it just holds up so well. Yeah.
4: Well, and by detonators. the way, you ready for this?
1: <laughs> Great Christmas movie. You
4: know, people, uh, that's a debate forever, huh? That's like the, that's the, that's the debate people love to have. Christmas movie or not? I guess so.
2: Christmas movie. I was watching Friday, which was a classic. It's a classic? Yeah, but, you know, unless, not unless you lived it, you know, because it was so slow moving from today's perspective. My girlfriend's significantly younger than me. So she's like, yeah.
1: When Congratulations. Is it, when, <laughs> when, is it, when is the funny part? I'm like,
3: it's gone. It's gone. What do you mean? It's oh, you
2: know, so funny. You know, and, and again, it's a classic to us, but it just doesn't Did you really, feel
1: like, did you? Did you finally feel your age when I that did, was happening? But that you was like, oh, hold on a second. This is where it gets really funny. Jerry, that's why I brought this <laughs> says, up because it they're was smoking f- marijuana. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> Look at them sitting on the porch. Yeah, why like, aren't you laughing? It's like legal. Why <laughs> are they this, hiding it? <laughs> I knew this age disparity was going to be an issue for us. <laughs> it was the first time. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's legal. Why are they hiding it? <laughs>
4: right. What is that? It's called a beeper. <laughs> that's a beeper. <laughs> it's a beeper. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first time that uh, I felt that way pagers and house phones in that right, movie? Right, right, right
1: You're right, right. way too- I knew you were too old for me. <laughs> I, I'm out
4: of here, old turn, man. A, I know. Be with really a younger, hotter guy.
1: I'm thinking this was my
4: shit, this What, movie. Is, the, what
1: is the age difference, if you don't mind my asking? It's like over 15 years. She's
4: 26, he's
1: 42. Yeah. Oh, but are you really forty-two? Yeah. Well, you—you you know what though? You look—you look significantly younger than that. So,
2: and she is right on that level, and I'm a man boy, and you know <laughs> it works. So, there's no difference when we're hanging. But it was the first time I felt that
1: way. Did you? Like, oh, this used to be a classic did you meet on like a like a swiping thing? no just met party and just met out and about met the old-fashioned the old
4: old way <laughs> sure. like in person like oh hey oh, nice to meet you yeah uh, you all- know, <laughs> We at Tom in Kansas on line one uh, wants to talk about Stand By Me and didn't even know you're gonna be here so oh, let's, that oh, is let's, a,
1: that is a movie that stands the test uh, me, I uh, yeah, let's by the way the
2: total coincidence because uh, Jerry O'Connell star of the movie one of the stars of the movie here on the Cavino and Rich show what's up Tom
1: Hey boys, I just want to tell you that I love your stupid show. Thanks. Man. What? Um, stupid? <laughs> this is highbrow. Yes. yes. Hey, I've, been, I've been listening. I've been listening for five years. I absolutely love your show.
6: So
3: I'm 35. My son is 12. And uh, Rich hit on point with Back to the Future. Uh, he loves that show. But him and his friends will come over
6: and like when it's snowing and they can't do anything. We'll put on Stand by Me. He's probably seen that movie probably 20, 24 times. And all his friends love it. That's just, like, the ultimate
3: classic uh, show with with boys in that age. They'll still watch that show. They love that show. Wow, it, look at that. It's,
1: that movie. It's crazy how it stands the test. It's It's really, you know, it'll be on television, and I'll turn it on, and I'll watch it. And it's crazy for me to watch because it's, like, almost like going through, like, an old photo album. And it's, um... That's
2: exactly what I was going to ask you, because I'm thinking, because I just saw Friday, I'm like, I wonder how Ice Ice Cube, you know, feels, you know, watching himself mm -hmm. at that age, and like, you get to see yourself as a kid, yeah you know, in great quality acting
1: in a movie. You know, it is a little emo, because River Phoenix has passed away since, so you see him, and then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, but his character, something happens to his character, so it's a little emotional, but, um... It's such a good movie. But, you know, that was Rob Reiner who directed it. And if you think about it, back then in the 80s and 90s, he directed Stand By Me, Spinal Tap, A Few Good Men, Misery, When Harry Met Sally. I'm missing a couple in there Princess Bride. Like, think about the run that that, oh, yeah. that, that dude had. Now, when you watched
2: even that, right, and I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, but are you? it has enough time gone by where you're like, man, I was a badass little kid. Like,
1: I can't believe I had the poison composure to, to, to do that at that age. You know, it is funny having children now who are, like, in drama at school and thinking, like, I can't believe I went on a set and, like, made a movie. Yeah, because, dude, we were picking our nose at that age, I, I uh, mean, <laughs> playing video games. You it, were making it, blockbusters. I, I just don't know, you know, I really, I have to give a lot of credit to Rob Reiner, who really got that performance out of us, you know? He really, like, he just knew how to, he was an actor who worked, had a lot of success as an actor in television and all yeah. in the family and just knew how to work with kids. And it really is that movie really holds up to this day really big time another one of your movies but when you were walked
4: in uh, I almost want to be like there he is Trip McNeely All right, <laughs> that me- is
1: can't hardly wait Tripp
4: McNeely but, but that was to, for, for us that was like the, that was such an underrated great teen
1: movie but right. to
4: someone now do their eyes see that as like that's so like 90
1: I don't Yeah, I, 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 you know what's funny is um, and no offense to the, everyone who was a part of that movie but there were so many stars there were so many stars before they were stars yeah, he, in that movie he was the coolest one though but I wonder if that <laughs> will stand the test of time or if it will be like more of like a you're right like a like a 90s thing you know i will say this when i'm in new york if i ever ride the subway on a friday night like usually when like people come into new york to drink and like yeah. party like people are out drinking if i'm on a subway on friday night someone will inevitably yell on the train trip mcneely <laughs> That's so funny. and it'll be a drunk man <sighs> Who will just, like, at another car, like, point at me and just go, Trip McNeely! Yeah. See? You have to laugh, though. You're okay. a legend! I, know at I the time, that. You're probably just like, yeah,
2: hey, what's up? Oh, but-
1: I don't even fight it. You know, it's yeah. funny. When you were in <laughs> sure, Stand By yeah. Me growing up, yeah. and I was in that movie when I was 11. That's young. but So then when I was a teenager, that film would come out and was, like, out, and I was in high school and college and stuff, and people a lot of times would yell, like, fat kid from Stand By Me! Hey, you're the fat kid from Stand By Me. And like when I was started to go out to bars and stuff, people would really like yell at, it at bars. And for a while there, it used to make me want to fight them. Like right. it used to make me yep. angry. Like I wasn't fat, and like, <laughs> like how dare you? And like you want to go? And then I realized I can't. I can't keep fighting this. I mean, it's just like never.
3: Right, right, right. It's just
1: gonna follow me forever, so I just have to like wave and just yeah, be like, "Hey, that, what's up,
2: that, man?" That is one of those internet like shocking sort of. Do you believe that's Jerry O'Connell? I mean, does
4: anyone look the same as they did when they were eleven? No. That's what I and mean. How many kids were like a, a chubby kid or you know a gruenty? I was become a man. Uh, whoa, 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 I was husky, I was uh, husky. husky,
3: man. Easy with your words, husky. Easy with your words,
4: Jerry. You got the husky dungarees. Yeah, was, <laughs> he gave us husky kids hope. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Jerry O'Connell on uh, the Cavino
4: and Rich. Show, Oklahoma, O.C. Oklahoma chiming in saying, Tom Katz stands the test of time. Get
1: out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Katz is a movie I did in early 2000s, which is a raunchy comedy. I mean, I don't know if that stands the test of time. That- I mean, just go down. I'm sure you can oh, get it for free somewhere. But like, aye, aye.
4: one of your, one of your best raunchy characters. I was because I watch all these movies. <laughs> the uh, Piranha 3D when you played like the sleaze
1: guy. That will stand the test of time. <laughs> I did play the guy who was making a pornography in the Spring Break and, and Town. I remember one of the the one of the porn actresses uh, right. is in
4: the water. Right, and uh, she comes out of the water, but piranhas had eaten the bottom half of her. so right. she, all that's exposed are her titties essentially.
1: Cla- <laughs> right. Sure, sure. Classic. It was a, that, that was a classic cinema. Right. Classic cinema, right there. That actually, I am very proud of that movie. That Porada was 3D.
4: hilarious, by the way. At the end, they get Christopher Lloyd to do a cameo. Of
1: course, of uh, course.
4: That was that was fantastic. Hey, yeah,
2: you know what, Jerry? Here's a random question. You've worked with so many people, you know, since the age of eleven, and and all the people from Can't Hardly Wait. You know, we go to your house. Well, we don't. I'm saying, but if we did, <laughs> we right, don't. Or when we do, and we all party. What's a cool picture? Like, what actually is
1: framed? From your career, Like, well, oh, I met that guy and that was awesome. First of all, a couple things I should say: we are neighbors. Yeah, I live in Calabasas. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are in Wood. Uh, I mean, I don't want Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want okay, oh, <laughs> to give in- away where you live. I don't I'm want Encino, Cavino in- Now, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah I- okay, I, moved- I-, I, and, uh, I didn't realize uh, moving up in the Ridges world. Bridges okay. in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, man, we're, um, there we're right there. there. For like ten years. Yeah. What is in my house? I mean, not- I have kids now, so like dumb kids crap is like all over the place. Yeah, that's it. Paintings and.
4: Crap! I tried to fight Toys. that, by the way. I, I I was the I was the asshole that said when I have kids, uh, my house is st- is gonna stay neat. You know what's in my living room right now? Um, not not a fake plastic kitchen, a fake plastic food truck that my daughter <laughs> right. loves. So I have a food truck
2: right. in my sure. in my he, living he's room. raising her to my... be uh, trans Mexican.
1: <laughs> 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 Work I, a taco truck. I um, my kids uh, take a ceramics class. I don't know if yours have gone through that yet, but they come home with like. It's garbage that they make them. <laughs> yeah. It's just garbage, and you feel terrible. And my you kids keep give it, it to me. Right? They're like, like my one daughter who's very emotional was like, "Dad, I made you this coffee mug for your coffee, and it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's not <laughs> right. a mug, just... and it's not made to hold <laughs> hot any hot liquid." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And I literally was about to throw it away, and my wife was like, "You can't throw it away," and so I was like, "I don't want this. I, <laughs> we, we don't have room for this." <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm sorry But it had to go And I was like Oh I know what I'll do I'll put all this ceramics Crap In a box And ship it to my mom Who will covet it And be like Oh, oh yeah. this is amazing So I sent it to my mom And I said Hey mom Look at what the kids made for you And all this stuff You know <laughs> it And, I it, and my it. mom was like Oh I love it It's <laughs> so amazing it's a great idea these me. Anyway My kids go to um, My parents house For a couple oh, weeks In the summer no. And the phone rings, and it's my one email daughter, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And she's like,
5: "You sent the ceramics, <laughs> your
3: mother!" <ready."> See, total <laughs>
1: meltdown. Total meltdown. What's your? How old's your oldest, Jerry? Um, she was like 25 at that time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not They're they're twins And they're nine years old I, You know what I, I was told yesterday That that's the
2: pivotal age For girls I have, My daughter's nine And I was talking yesterday How I difficult it is I can't believe you have A nine year old kid man I It feels it. like yesterday That yeah. you had a baby And I, we were
1: like Complaining I about know. this I
2: know I can't yeah. believe that either Because I, now the problem is Taking the tablet and shit and the phone and, the, and these right. games and these movies they're making. Your kids on play TikTok. Roblox all the time? Roblox. Dad, can I get Roblox?
1: And they still <laughs> <want> money for <laughs> it. I'm like, yo, I, your I, dad needs regular. Hold bucks. on a second. <laughs> Roblox is a game all kids play online. Yeah. It's a single player game that they play on the iPad. And in order to get special things like capes and like it would be like I'm gonna try to talk to our generation Yeah, it would be like if Mario got a hat a special mushroom hat yeah. or something that made him run through walls and they need Robux to do it and you buy it for them and I negotiate I actually I bribe my children through Robux Robux I say listen if you do this if you pick up the dog crap out, outside I will buy you 800 Robux yeah. and that runs about 10 bucks <laughs> and They'll do it. Yeah, it's it's amazing, bro. You
2: have no much, no idea how much money I spent
1: on Robux, which is ridiculous. I do tell them that every guy, every person who they talk to online is some old man in Eastern Europe I trying to. Know, and they're like, yeah. no, there are other kids that we're talking to, and I'm like, girls, no, they're not. It's so scary. I'm telling you, it's dudes from Eastern Europe being like. <laughs> Yes, I am little girl, 411. <laughs> Send me picture of you, please. Can't trust anybody. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone no, no. in Bulgaria, but I mean.
2: <laughs> Tell us this, man. Again, Jerry Jerry O'Connell here. I got on the phone with one of my buddies the other day, and he has two kids. And honestly, like a lot of times people put up the front, like, yeah, man, things are great. You know, Yeah, family's great. Kids are great. He's like, bro. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> These kids, <laughs> two kids, is craziness, and they're around the same age. I have one, and it's two really because you had twins.
1: Yeah, is it that hectic? Well, is I mean, two is two the big difference maker, and not really. I will say this: my wife and I, when we met, and didn't have children, we were like pretty. We were fun, man. Yeah, we like we did it. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, and now we have a relationship based on um. What's the word like fighting? We fight. (laughs) That's the the (laughs) word. Now my wife and I have a relationship purely based on. It's just like one, and it's not even like oh you and your wife fight a lot. It's not like a lot. It's just like one continuous argument
2: (laughs) that we have. It's just it's happening. That's how you communicate. It's called communicating at a point. But
1: because, um, but I will say this, like, uh, and you know, I'm not like an advocate for having children, but. Having children has kept us together in the sense that the thought of like just one of us handling these children oh, yeah. is more frightening than the thought of both of us. So we're together <laughs> because we don't want any like sole custody of the right.
3: children.
1: <laughs> if someone has to handle this. Funny. It's so tough. Is that when you, you dip away?
2: When you need your alone time, do you dip away? And is that when you bust out the saxophone? Oh
3: you know
1: you, what? Man, I, I see you have a saxophone you something. Here. I'm completely By out the way, of work. You know, I'm so completely you, out of work these
2: you days. You and Rich have that in common because Rich played saxophone in, in high school. school. Yeah.
3: I
1: am I am completely. You know what? Then Rich can like judge me here. I'm completely out of work these days. I brought my little sax for you guys here today. Dude, is that like I've, your high
2: school saxophone? Or did you buy a new one? I
1: did not buy it. I rented it because I'm not sure if I'm any good and I'm going to let you be the, the Chances judge. are, uh, you know, <laughs> we,
2: we're easily <laughs> impressed because we thought Bill Clinton was good and he was terrible. Remember back really? in the day, like, yeah, Bill
1: Clinton? I, I thought Clinton was was like pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he went <laughs> on
4: Arsenio Hall
1: yeah, in the but 90s to play him. now. now. I'm going to play you a song. Okay. okay. Oh, God. Oh, Here we go. Jerry O'Connell
2: again. guess
3: which song it is.
2: From some okay. of your favorite movies, he's here. Everything from uh, Kangaroo Jack to Stand By Me, Joe's Apartment. Okay. Uh, Jerry Maguire, Piranha 3D, we talked about. Uh, here now we go.
1: I'm a highly accomplished saxophone yeah. player. Here, I'm going to stand away from the mic. All right, God. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. You have to guess which song this is. All okay. Right. Okay. <clears throat> right, just give me a second. Sometimes the first note is like very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here
3: we go. Oh my God, it's
2: fantastic! It's the
5: best okay. careless whisper I've ever <laughs> heard in <of> my life. <laughs> That's a very careless whisper.
2: Very careless whisper. That's called very careless whisper. Jerry O'Connell's very careless whisper. Jerry (laughs) O'Connell. Hey,
1: dude, you put so much effort into that. It looks hard. Well, you know, as a former sax player, you gotta like put your body into it. man. that
4: was fantastic. I don't know
1: what a treat. That's that's a fucking
4: treat. What made you bust that out? I'm just like. Are you like having like a a a crisis?
1: crisis? (laughs) What they, what I, I never call, fulfilled my saxophone they Midlife they, What do they, call that, what they, call, that, what they call that thing? Oh yeah, midlife <laughs> yeah, I have like months off My wife was working I was like, I should go take a lesson And go do something like, Something I wanted to do And I'm like, I don't want to be like No, oh, let me go learn a language That's like too on the nose so You I took like, a lesson? I took oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Online, Stop, bro stopped, Online I'm a
3: lesson <laughs>
2: No, Rebecca Romain yelled at me He's like, you know what? I'm going to blow off some steam <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man.
2: That's great. Are you better than that, Rich, or no? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm. A, I, if I
4: I mean, it sounded a little can I,
2: can I tell you something? We did this on our show, Spot and I. Spot and I both played the trumpet, right? That's our com- uh-huh. You know what? The one commonality on this show is that we all played an instrument in band, right? At some point, yeah. At some point. So, Spot and I had a trumpet off a few years back. Yeah,
4: because you guys both realized that it had been over a decade since either one of you tried. So, we rented one at Sam Ash in Manhattan. Manhattan. Sure. I sure. couldn't
2: believe how terrible I was oh.
4: when I, you know, you
2: used to play. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so every, terrible. Yeah, you used Did, to play Every, every day. day you would practice yeah. let's oh. go bands or whatever be, it is. I wouldn't be good.
4: That's the level. That's, That's That was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: actually, <laughs> I,
2: I
1: was good. I was pretty impressed. Did you play growing up? Um, no. That, uh, this, so you this just learned that? That's uh, I've been doing that for one week. That's all I learned. No
3: way.
5: But
1: why the saxophone? <laughs> it must be for a role. Um, no, I mean, I just thought... Mr. Only... Saxo beat. <laughs> no, because the sax is like sexy. Like, people are like... It's a sexy instrument. It
2: is. Careless Whisper. What's the what's the other one we always play spot with the saxophone? What's a, yeah, what's a good saxophone Is there another song? one that we always
1: play? It could be your next it could be your follow-up uh, single. Who could it be now? Minute Work? Oh, that's that's, oh, another that's a good one. one. That's another good one to learn for sure. Well, once I master and I'm pretty close to mastering Careless Whisper, once it's-
4: yeah,
3: Leave, <laughs> leave your this father alone.
2: He's practicing his saxophone.
1: Their <laughs> <laughs> kids must be like, Dad, what the hell? They think I'm very strange. They're right. like, don't do that at school. We They're probably to, mortified listening to this. We gotta go no. to
5: soccer practice.
1: Right. Uh, who,
5: who can I be knocking at my door?
2: Love this stuff, man. Hey, you, you listen to Series 6. You listen to uh, uh, 80s on a huge
1: subscriber. Yeah. Uh, I do listen to 80s on 8. I listen to all of it. I love... Uh, I love it. I think it's a great service. I'm really into it.
2: Yeah, Jerry O'Connell here. Uh, we're going to take a few phone calls. Yeah. Some people, we were talking movies, like I said, and standing the test of time and all that stuff. Uh, Frank, in the Bronx, you're on the Cavino and Rich Show, Jerry O'Connell.
3: First of all, Jerry, you the man. <laughs> Thanks, love your work. Everyone forgets that he was Mariah Carey's boyfriend in three videos. This
1: know. is correct. I was in uh, okay. a Mariah Carey video. I played her boyfriend. Very, yeah, very right. attractive woman.
3: That's right. Uh, she's got great cans, right? <laughs> She is a very
1: attractive woman. Yeah. She is. Hey, uh, Jerry, did you get a handful of that egg? I,
5: Those pipes.
3: Are tough I
1: didn't. I didn't physically touch her. I don't believe it all. But <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't have wanted to. I would have wanted to. She I is.
3: She's, I hear. I hear. she's I'm hot. Probably one of the guys that definitely yells at you on the subway in a positive way. It is Jerry. It is Jerry. I love the guy. I also heard. I've heard John. I think it was like the Baba Booey show. One of the shows. Sure. A great dude. Excellent. Very very very. Uh, Enjoy your enjoy work, and your wife's pretty hot now. I have a 16-year-old <laughs> girl, and you. you're sure. right. It is one big fight. It is. It's it's a beautiful thing. It's like a song, but it's like blah, 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 blah. and it's just, just no end to it, but I love the kid. So you marriage
4: know? is
1: one big fight, one big song. It's, yeah, yeah well, it's I an mean,
4: <clears throat> ever-changing thing, for
2: sure,
1: and it takes on a life of its own, mm-hmm. you know? I, I do want to say I don't want to get sappy or anything, but I, my wife is, I really enjoy m- her company. I mean, she's yeah. my best friend. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I would... Uh, I mean, other than you guys, she's the only other one I (laughs) want to be with, really. And and Mariah Carey. Right, and Mariah Carey. That guy Uh, was hilarious. Dude, how
6: how high Mariah
1: Carey? Frank in the Bronx. Yeah, Frank in the Bronx. I like
4: that. I like that Mariah Carey. What
1: video were you in with her? I was in a a show called uh, 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 Heartbreaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: When you hear Heartbreaker or when you hear Stand By Me, is there a Jerry O'Connell-like connection? Do you feel like, that's
1: my song? Um, you know, a lot of times, um it, oh man, I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but like if I was at like a friend's bar mitzvah or something, they would play stand by me, and everyone would like point at me and want me to like go on the stage, and I was like. <laughs> Oh man, is this like really? Is this my thing? Like, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Didn't want
3: to...
4: you know, the, um, only, the only thing you can compare it to, Kabino, is that when someone finds out you do a radio show, and they yeah. like, and they go, "Oh, do 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 your radio voice," and you're like, "Do yeah. my radio voice?" Hey, that must be anytime a movie, a show, anything that you're involved in is referenced. People must look to you like, "Huh? Huh?" It, it,
1: like, I I don't want to complain about it, but like yeah. it, it is like sometimes it does get annoying, you know. And when Heartbreaker does come on, if I'm like in like a bar or something, some people do point at me, but I. I just I'm so old now, I just like wave and say thank you. It's the same as like someone yelling trip McNeil. Hey, by no. the way, dude, you've been around for so long. I have. I'm an and, old man. And I don't
2: know, I think we're not that far off, but you look great, man. And and that says in today's
1: it's all, world It's y- all both I do have a lot of Botox in my face. No, you don't. I'm kidding, guys. <laughs> um <laughs> as I looked like, up <laughs> right? um, a handsome guy. No, I haven't had to do the hair plugs yet. Um I haven't had to do any of it. I'm uh I'm somehow sticking with it. Look, we're showing the Mariah Carey video right yeah, well, now. She was smoking
2: yeah. at this point. Beautiful,
1: though. beautiful girl. She I do was. have to I would have done anything for her during that video shoot, but she was dating uh Luis Miguel at the time so who was what? on set. You didn't you didn't make the move though? You didn't throw it out there, the vibe? I I'm sure I put it out there. Um you know, I'm always open to the universe, uh, but um it, it didn't it didn't come back to me.
2: Hey, speaking of being open to the universe, I know you're working on a project. It says you're filming the secret. Oh is yeah, it, is it based on the book? It's based on that book, man. Throw it into the universe. The law yeah, of the law
1: of attraction and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is Visualize that, it; it'll happen. Oh, there um, he is.
2: Look at you with your young, young '90s pompadour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know what? That's crazy, man. You look just as good now. Um.
1: I don't know about that. Luke, no, oh <laughs> um, yeah, did the secret movie. Super good movie starring Katie Holmes. Oh, yeah. Um, gorgeous. Yeah, she's, you love she's her great. Spot.
5: I love her. Hey,
1: Listen, I, I totally get it. She's beautiful. And by the way, one of the best actresses I've ever worked with. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Brings it all the time. Really a terrific actress. So
2: it's a movie based on that because there's a documentary based on the yeah. book. And then right. I guess now there's a movie based on this that. This
1: is the fictionalized version of, of the of the secret. Do you buy into it? Because I I do. do. Yes, yeah, so I, I do. Well. Yeah. I. I, have, I feel like I do as well. I totally you know, do. I I want to be a little careful about saying I buy into it because I don't want it to sound like I'm selling. You know, I don't want it to come off as like weird. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just, it's really funny. I first came into that book. I was working on a TV show, and um, I was working with a really like cool actor named Boris Kojo, and I'm sure I was complaining nonstop about the show we were on. Like, I was complaining, complaining. I mean, that's just what I do at work. It's how, (laughs) I mean, like I told you my wife and I communicate through argument, at work I communicate through complaining. And um, he said, hey man, I want to give you something. And he gave me that book, and I was like, oh, God, like, uh, really? And, like, so I read it, and it really, like, it changed. I, I, and I don't want to oversell anything. It changed my perspective Dude, a little have bit. Have you seen you the know? documentary? No, I've never seen okay, it. Okay, because I
2: hate reading, so I watched the documentary. <laughs> sure, no, yeah.
1: And uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Words. And, again, if you guys don't know what we're talking
2: about, it's it's... it's completely based on the law of attraction and putting things out there to the universe getting it back uh, not focusing on the negative well, because it's then it's you'll simply, get negative and simply vice
4: versa put, if you're a positive happy person you try to surround yourself with ha- ha- you know happy positive people
1: and things doesn't it just make sense that it, that'll happen? It's a super cool movie. They they fictionalized yeah. it so they put a story around a lot of the principles and it's great. I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's going to be really fun.
4: Hey, Jerry, you're the type of guy that's super recognizable. Kavino and I always say out here in L.A., we're surprised we don't see more people in traffic, driving around, walking around. Sure. Is, is your daily life Just a lot of
1: stopped at a red light and someone making that eye contact with you, like, yo, I know know
4: who you are. Where
1: are you? Is that your life? The suburb I live in in Los Angeles is called Calabasas Mm -hmm. and it is home of the Kardashians. Right. Mm -hmm. And Tommy Lee and David Hasselhoff and formerly Britney Spears, formerly Justin Bieber, uh, Bobby Brown. So I am. I am the least famous of all the celebrities <laughs> in Calabasas. Right. So, no one really stops me. Yeah, um, but when, when you and, and Rebecca are together too,
2: that's sort of a power couple, you know. So, like, people—that's even more recognizable. But I gotta imagine if
1: you're stuck in traffic on the on the
4: 101. And, you're, and yeah. I guarantee the car next to you, every day, someone's doing a double take. It's like, what, what? Yo. And they're whispering
1: to yeah, their, do wait? why don't
4: you just give some guy a wave
1: today? Man? Usually yeah. usually what happens is I'll be like in an airport or something and like someone at TSA will go, oh man. They'll like look at my license and go, oh man. And I'll go, yeah. And they'll go, I, I thought you were Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, you know what? You guys do remind me of each other. You must have heard that your whole life. I, I, I really have. I actually have a joke where I, um, if someone says, "Hey, Jason Bateman," I usually text him and go, "Hey, man, uh, the security person at SiriusXM really likes you." <laughs> 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 just waiting for a rest development. <laughs> That's funny, man. What's so up?
2: you should, I think. I should. I think you should do this more. I Think at a traffic light when some guy looks at you. I think you should just wave at him and be like, "I'm me."
4: Hey, not, not Bateman. It's me. Not Bateman. Yeah, I think you should do more of that. Uh, Daniel in Arizona, you're on. What's up, Daniel? What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, um, I just wanted to call and say that, I mean, Jerry is probably one of the Top, I would say top three guests you guys have ever had.
4: What? Wow. I mean,
2: he's really impressed with your saxophone play. Yeah, <laughs> of, <laughs> exactly. I want to apologize
4: yeah, for that. They made me do that.
1: Size. No, that was great. I love that. I <laughs> do love I, that.
4: I, I mean, I, I didn't wake guys... up. I did not wake up today thinking Jerry O'Connell would play Careless Whisper on the saxophone oh, on our show. God. I really, that was not part of what what happened. Jerry is
1: killing it. Jerry's killing it today, and I mean, you guys have had some duds on the show, and Jerry is definitely not one of wow. them. I, I really enjoy it. All so, right, Bring bringing guys, it. You know what so it is, Jerry too. An actor, but. Great, great, great interview. I love it. Nah,
2: he's that. got great energy for sure. And, and, and he's always a, a delight to see in the hallway. And, and um, you know, he's, he's a great guy. So we're happy to have him here. Jerry O'Connell on the Cavino and Rich show. Cavino and Rich. At Mr. Jerry OC if you want to follow him on social media. At Mr. Jerry OC. From New York. Right? Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised in New York, uh, out here on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm going back next week. I'm
4: going back for two weeks, and I'm trying to decide. I I have this conversation with my family all the time. You still have family back east? Sure. You ever had the conversation of, uh, would you ever live in New York again? Um, Were you so like, I feel like living out here now, you see people back there in the cold and the hustle and I don't know. I I would go back. Um, are, are you going to stay with your family, your in-laws, or what? Doing a little of, like, hotel a few days, family a few days, friend a few just doing the whole, making the rounds,
1: which right. I'm sure you, you've done. Please be careful. It's like, that's like, that's when you get into fights with your significant others and everything, is yeah. when you're, like, on the road. Tension's and, like, high. Tension's mm-hmm. high. And you're at your family's house, and it's like, oh, man, it's just, you gotta travel. travel. With, travel with the baby and everything. Oh, you gotta and then... go to the airport. You gotta check bags because you got a baby. Like, like so many bags. It can't just. It can't just be like you like rolling on a plane. It's not crazy. You, when you gotta.
2: The, you gotta tell your mom to hide all that ceramic shit you mailed her. Yeah. Right. All
3: that <laughs> Your kids <laughs> don't see it. All that. Shit. You said they're the ceramics.
2: No, but but you're right. It's stressful. You know, it's stressful time of the year. The traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, you still gotta. I still gotta put on that Santa hat. I still. Your kids still believe in all that stuff. Or... You know, uh,
1: uh, of course we yeah. all believe it's the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, we're on. We're on the radio dude um um i um it's also stressful too like i mean i I mean i know i told you i'm playing the saxophone because i'm completely out of work but also like buying like gifts like it's like you're spending money it's like why you should just, bring the saxophone
4: to New York City with you. Why don't I go why, why busk you some, in the what subway? What do you, what are you some <laughs> Carrot? Why don't you learn a couple Christmas tunes? Put on a hat and stand by the Grove or something. People uh, like, yeah. is that Jerry O'Connor? Yeah, you should uh, learn a Holy
1: Night. <laughs> I cannot believe I did that. That was <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic. Low
4: point of my life. I'm so, as, so sorry. That's great, well, man. Jerry, I appreciate. It. We so, we loved having you stop by. I love man. you guys. I, I know. I know you got things to do today, and you're you N- You have saxophone
1: lessons. I have no. I'm going outside of XM to go play. To to go busk. Come on by. No no change, please. Only bills. Only bills. At Mr. Jerry O.C.
4: And uh, always keep an eye out for what he's doing because he's such a good dude.
1: Yeah, and he listens to the show. He's a friend
2: of the show, guys. So, you know, support him and check out the movie when it comes out. Uh, at Mr. Jerry O.C. Great to see you, man. You know you're always welcome here.
4: Love you, fellas. Thank you. Man. More Cavito and Rich next. Cavito and Rich, best of the week. Only on
0: Faction Talk 103.
4: Holmes, you cover your. Uh... Be
0: careful out there, porn lovers. You,
4: you cover... <laughs> I haven't been listening. Yeah. Do, do, do I don't your, endorse uh...
0: what's been said so far. Do
4: you? Uh, do you cover? Do you cover your? Uh... The camera, uh, the camera on your laptop thinking people might yes. be- Yes. You do? Of course. You I don't see? want videos of me going,
0: oh, I rubbed my right nipple. You know what? I don't want I that.
4: I think,
2: look, he's got a lot to lose. I think once you realize, wait, I got something to lose, then you start thinking that way. Yeah, He's like, or, yo, I got a show on HBO. People know me now. I was just on Kimmel. Yeah. Oh, I got a webcam
0: cover! Right.
2: I, 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 don't even, I don't need that footage out there ruining this little ride I'm on right now. You
0: can also just- A little post-it note. Just, just a nip of a post-it this note. This is called
2: Private Eyes. It's a web webcam cover, you put it over the screen. Hey, look at that. over the camera, I should
0: say. I mean, it's funny how quick we'll go like, but I'm not doing anything that weird. Even if they do see your J Off face, like what is oh. that really worth? Yeah. I want to leak some videos Of my J-Off face Just to get <laughs> ahead of the curve Just yeah. be like Is this what you want I, Tell actually, me Is this is about it? I've been trying to entertain you For years yeah. No you should do it now Just in case like, Yeah
2: I've been releasing those For years It's a Releasing joke. Yeah. Hey uh, By the hey. way Welcome
0: back From crashing on HBO Pete Holmes Hey, hey. Welcome to the porn chat Good to see you Porn <laughs> chat, chat. The porn chat Half hour yeah, though,
4: well, Listen We we cover everything From uh, the smut To we, the first hour of the show We're talking about how people are building pods in their backyard for their mother-in-laws to live in, like granny pods, they're oh, calling them. Granny pods? And, and, and well, no,
2: like... it's more the remarketing of how they're trying to sell these houses. Like, it used to be called the den or the uh, the this, the guest spare bedroom, sure, sure. but now they're calling it the, mother, the, mother-in-law, the, the mother-in-law, mother-in-law suite. The mother-in-law suite is an yeah. old thing, I yeah. think. I will they're they're ba- it back. It's back. Yeah. And it's our back.
0: servants' quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Servants' quarters. My is... granny pod is is an actual pod that we launch into space.
3: <laughs> send them like,
0: like Eskimo style. It's just a ruse. It's a bait and switch. I go, Mom, you can live with us. And we put her in a pod. (laughs) Yeah, that's it, and it's sad because
2: we, we gotta. We, it's sad that we have to start thinking that way though. Like, yeah, what are we gonna do if that happens? Like, what happens? What if you're who's you're, taking in who and what's going on? Like, do you take your mother-in-law in? What if you have to take your mother-in-law? See, you're doing well now, Pete. You're gonna have to take everybody in. I don't think so. How do you know? <laughs>
0: How do you know?
4: There are people are gonna count you. Well, Pete's got all the money. Yeah, I'm always
0: uploading fake intel to networth.com. Hell, he'll buy us a pod.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's got that HBO flow.
0: I don't know. I never would plan on that. I don't think my parents. Parents would want to live. Well, no, my mom would. My mom's in love with me. She'd love to live in my house, in my bed. (laughs) 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 She'd love to spoon and just kind of talk. (laughs) Is there? There's a whole category
2: for that on Pornhub, by the way. (laughs) Oh my god! I believe milf porn is the number one.
0: Uh, Is it spot?
5: What
2: was the number one?
5: Oh, the number one search. Yeah. It has what to be the like the step
2: stepmom search? stuff because that's stuff? on all the time. What
0: was the number
5: one? Yeah,
2: they search? are always pushing. Right, they're really pushing step. that stepsister stepmom thing every time you click on for and the three like, minutes that, a day.
0: That was my old bit. As I was like, I don't. I'm. Tr- I'm always trying to go off porn. Yeah. I dabble. I yeah. don't look at it very much, and that's not. Same let, here. Not, no judgment. Yeah, dabbler, but I don't think it's great. There's a lot of people that are just like, I look at it every day. Why wouldn't you look at it every day? You have that sense of guilt. And you're just like, yeah, you do have or guilt. Like, I could be doing better things. But, well, that is in my new in special, yeah. uh, Dirty Clean, which airs this Saturday, is I is I talk about the last time I looked at porn. And this is true. As I was finishing, I, I d- involuntarily went, not worth it.
3: <laughs> as I was
0: finishing yeah, yeah. and, As you were and it group. wasn't sometimes it's not <laughs> worth it Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, know. I so, know. sometimes it is worth it you know you have a yeah. job interview and you go in and you're relaxed you flick relax. yeah. a lit cigarette at them you moonwalk out and they're like that guy was a leader yeah and you were lazy about it <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, other I times know that you feeling. go to the post office and you have to look at women and children and nuns what did i just do and you're like i'm not a monster <laughs> that was, it's just so
2: easy <laughs> I, I love that that's on the uh the new special dirty clean and again like i said uh season three of crashing now Again, you're doing all these things. Is there an expectation in the family to sort of spread the green around? Yeah, Yeah, the the holidays are coming up.
4: Is is it like, yo, Pete buys us nice shit? Like, we're a terrible gift family.
0: My family doesn't (laughs) like gifts. It's they feel like you got the jump on them. Like, seriously, like if you you're like, I up. got you this book that you said that you wanted, right. you're like, you were listening to that? Yeah. Why would you do that? you <laughs> they don't, it, be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> right. think I can't buy my own book? <laughs> right. That's how it is. Wow. I'm not kidding. Some families are not good gift givers. They used to hide our Christmas gifts just in my mom's office, unwrapped. There wasn't even a door to the office. They were just there. Too lazy. It was just like, <laughs> oh, I'm getting a Genesis. Like, you got it. <laughs> And I looked at the Not box hiding. for weeks. They the thing didn't is, give a I, shit. We
2: don't know what type of green you're making, Pete, but you're doing well,
0: right? Making- <laughs> <dot com. laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> I can't believe that either. Zillow my house. But don't you feel there's, there's a part of, of today <laughs> Finally, where, I where, re- where- I
4: did that recently, and I hate to admit it. We were, at some, we were at someone's house. You got a Zillow. We were at someone's house, and it, it, was, it, and it was fantastic. Give did, it a Zillow. Their, their house was so beautiful, and and on the way home- my Give wife, it a Zillow. I turned to my wife, and I'm like, what do you think? How much was it? It was 3.5. 3.5. Yeah. I was like, 3 point, I mean, yeah. the houses that really make your jaw drop are 3.5. Yeah. 3. yeah. 5. It was I a mean, nice one. I, I tell people, uh, you know, our listeners are across the country and I, we try to explain to them sometimes out here a house could be 1.4 million and it's like not impressive at Dude, all. Dude, that's, I, at all. full
0: disclosure, my house was around there. It was less than that but it yeah. was around there. It's a, fucking house yeah it's what a kid would draw probably yes yeah it's what if you gave a kid a crayon and a piece of paper he would draw my house peaked roof (laughs) two beds barely two floors if i the same amount of money you know in a reasonable state yeah i'd be living in a mansion of course that's 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 sort of what i was getting at the
2: misconception that like here he is on kimmel and here he is with a tv show and specials and his friends and family must think he's he's rolling and maybe he is i don't know but I'm are, saying... are
0: you trying to
4: boost them up or ring them down? What are you trying to do?
0: No, I'm no saying... he's <laughs> trying to say, "Is my family hitting me up for cash?" Oh. Yeah, like
2: there's a misconception probably that you are like Scrooge McDuck rolling in money when.
0: Well, I do sleep in gold.
2: Bars.
3: <laughs> right, when really, but it's they're just chocolate this Expensive gold lifestyle
0: that you're living already.
3: Yeah, well, LA here. is
0: one of the most expensive cities right. yeah. in the world, and MILF is one of the most uh, expensive <laughs> types of porn. To yes, make, yes, and that is what I'm here to promote. It's oh, just nice. the That's idea of MILF. Nice. But, no, you know it hasn't happened. I that I think that happens. I'm I'm at a nice level. Right. Yeah. People understand. I But I also just mean my fame level. Nobody thinks I'm rolling in it. And you're not. I was the voice of the E-Trade baby, and people thought that people would come up to me, and this is true, they'd be like, it's so nice that you stayed humble, that you still do the club <laughs> shows, that you still come out and, and see the people yeah. with the E-Trade money. <laughs> I, I'll have, because that campaign's been over for a long time, it was like 100 grand. Yeah, and people that's thought, not, like, oh, he's people, wrong. That's, right. And 100 grand is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But yeah, you know what? Uh, manager, agent, lawyer, you're losing yep. 35% taxes. Now uh, you're looking at about, like, 45 grand. Right. Are you still impressed that I'm out? <laughs> right, 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 right. He's got to work. And Oh, a batter the bread. And now, the daughter- yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm ready but, to make some. Dude, real, is, you're gonna see me in some Arby's commercials. Nice. I am making cash plays.
4: I am available. By the way, I feel like uh, my daughter's a year and a half old. And oh, I, I congrats! Feel like, I feel like when uh, when I became a dad, she's smoking. Yeah, she's smoking, <laughs> yeah, she's smoking, <laughs> drinking, smoking weed, driving. <laughs> yeah, she's terrible.
0: I uh, I I feel like. Can that, I say? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I think you'll like it. Having a daughter, having a baby, yeah. ruined porn for me. Because the sex parts, that's what they're for. They're for making babies. Mm-hmm. So now I want, like, I watch a lesbian clip and I'll be like, she has a good. Because like, you're just like, you know what boobs are for? They're right. for feeding babies. Yeah, and you're like, does. wow, that's a good suck. I could always definitely the, get a the few. The weakest
2: ounces. thing is like when you minimize the screen, it's like your family picture as the wallpaper, body, and then you feel so shitty about body. it. You know, you're like, oh, it's only my little kid now. Oh, Look at it. Oh no, <laughs>
4: that's Sorry. the weakest yeah. feeling. No, you I were we, saying we all? No, we all have. If you have a daughter, you yeah. have all these little random moments. But it, the baby also makes you
0: remember that everybody was one of these. Yeah, yeah. and
4: you're like. Oh, that's someone's daughter that just went off, that things went wrong. And along you know, the way. it was
0: someone's son, too. As much as he's like, yeah, bang, bros. I'm like, it didn't go great for Darren. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we should all be ashamed. I know Darren <laughs> enjoys having sex, but I mean, but he bro- probably doesn't feel great at the end of the day. I don't think, I wonder. And maybe. I, I wonder because we're all working for somebody. I want, I mean, I'd like to hold, we were just talking about this in the writer's room for Crashing. Season three premieres January 20th. Is the idea that they, everybody's working for somebody, some people are bailing hay. And maybe a a sex worker or a porn actor is like, yeah, my hay that I bail is sex. I do it. And we're all getting exploited in some way. We're all working for somebody. I wonder, though.
4: Yeah, not because everyone thinks the certain jobs are just glamorous and it's all easy or that right. yeah, yeah yeah right even people think you have a, a comedy doesn't look easy or glamorous no. nobody's
0: in the, like what are the chances you're gonna be super horny at 11 a.m. in the valley on a Tuesday oh, <laughs> with yeah. a sound guy that's like hey I'm Hank
4: we went <laughs> on a <this laughs> I'm Hank
0: I'll be watching you
2: have sex we, we've, we've gone to, on site to, 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 to yeah. show for to, research purposes uh, yeah we were invited, invited I mean, mean
4: how do you not go to be able to talk about it on the air yeah sure we went there and it really was an awkward scene it I'm was sure it was it's at a a, you know a mansion and you're just the the girls are getting hair and makeup done they're like all right we're almost ready to go and the guy, like the porn actor guy, was talking to us the whole time. He's like, just keeps flicking his junk with his finger, of saying course, like he has to keep him like. And we're like, what, you, what is he Keep this it alert. Do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was he already hard? Or was he was like yeah. Uh, yeah. talking to us the whole thing. Was he was absurd. trying to keep yeah. it. Yeah, yes. that's yep. what I mean. And then they, were, and they went, and the girl so into it, you think, and then they're like, cut, and she's like, Ugh. of course. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes
0: I yell cut when my wife and I are having sex. <laughs>
4: Cut. Just, just to see how she's actually and action. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, when you when you do this comedy special, which by the way we're all going to watch HBO January twenty this the, Saturday. This Saturday, the the show is back on the twentieth. This Saturday, you're man, you're over HBO, huh? I'm all over it. When the when you I'm do the, in Game of Thrones do you, <laughs> I'm someone's left breast in <laughs> Game of Thrones do you uh, are you sizing up everything about the special not that you're comparing to other people but comedy specials are at a height right now there's sure. so many good ones and I'm 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 guaranteeing yours is going to be on that list of, of top tier ones I appreciate that but do you look at the set what you're wearing all these things are they a factor in your mind I don't want yeah well no I don't really think about
0: it too much I don't watch a lot of other people's comedy specials I watch about like three minutes of them because mm-hmm. for me I'm always obsessed with how they start just like what is the beginning joke what are the early jokes the vibe of it have a sense of the vibe and let me ask you then do you 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 not watch it because
2: you're not interested or because you don't want to be influenced and you don't want to It's both. Yeah,
0: I have had specials that I watched, and I'm like, well, I just lost a bit. Right, right. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It it can be dangerous.
4: Yeah, I, I watch different ones, and I'm always, I'm always amazed at the venue they choose. And I know this is like some people might think this is like the boring behind the scenes stuff, but I'm always amazed. No, makes a difference. Uh, To me, I'm like, all right, what venue or city did they choose? What they wore? What they they wore? Because that's going to date it in a few years. Because I remember who was it? uh, Dane Cook. Dane Cook talks about his bootcut jeans. Not he didn't realize how big they were. How big the bootcut was. Sebastian said. He he wore some weird like tight sweater and he's like maybe I shouldn't have worn yeah, that. he regretted like, it. <laughs> is. Gary Goldman was armpit sweating. I remember him saying like I, I chose the wrong shirt. Like yeah. I was under that in the set and all yeah. that. How did you shoot?
0: Did, where would you film it? You know, I was the shirt that I'm wearing right now is actually the shirt I was gonna wear for my special, and I was so excited. Like, I, this is my oh, you favorite saved it for shirt. Us instead, yeah, I wore <laughs> it for the radio. Nice. That was a good move. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on the day, you can see we're looking at an image from yeah. my special. The background was too dark, so I couldn't wear it. So I just wore another shirt that I had. But I, I don't, I don't care. I brought backups. Yeah. That happens to be my favorite shirt. I'm just trying to wear something that I, to, like to yeah. your point, I won't regret. Colin Quinn is on season three of Crashing and he has a really funny run about this about how re- everything you do on TV is forever. He's telling Allie Reese, played by Jamie Lee, my girlfriend, who does Seth Meyers on season three yeah. of Crashing. And and he's talking about how he did a HBO special and he's wearing like a pirate coat and he has a mullet and it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as long as I'm wearing like a human shirt, right? You wear it, you're fine. F-
4: you you're look handsome and it's, Thank a, it's a, you. a nice, a nice put together. And I did outfit. A, and
0: I deliberately did like a not uh, super ornate theater. Like I, I did Portland because mm-hmm. Portland to me feels very punk rock and cozy. Like they have strip clubs and yeah. jello shots, but it also feels like you live in a train set, right? 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 It's yeah. like a little Mister Rogers, and that's kind of like me. Like I can be fun, but yeah. I'm also pretty just boring. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love. I, I, I'm glad you don't. There, wait, there it I, is. Just oh. Colin
2: Quinn, 1992. Oh, hilarious! One nice stand.
4: I'm glad. I'm glad you don't get too caught up in
0: watching other people but oh I'm- my god i thought he meant a pirate jacket like a jacket a pirate would wear he meant the team the,
4: the team te- oh you thought he would dress up like a pirate yeah, yeah. i thought he <laughs> did <laughs> yeah yarr, 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 yarr.
0: Yarr, what's the deal yeah. with head yeah, legs by the way we're
4: hanging out with pete Holmes, who's got
2: a lot going on right now and and as our schedule starts to pick up a little bit with things we're doing I- i'm wondering how do you balance all that and how do you not let your head spin and how do you mentally prepare again family yep your kid yep Podcast. Yep. Comedy special. Oh, TV God. Show. I'm freaking yeah. out. Yeah. And then, and then like, your everyday bullshit. You know? I do hey, I got to
0: get a haircut. Like- I mean, it's true. I had a moment there where I just broke. No, <laughs> like, seri- no seriously. i dead serious. No, I am too. Okay, okay. Right towards the end of it, yeah. after this special was taped, and we were also doing Crashing, we were writing the fourth season, uh, which isn't picked up, but we start writing, and then editing the third season and shooting this, all the things that you just said. Yeah. And I'm writing a book. So I, I had a moment where I was wow. like, oh boy, like yeah. I, my brain felt like a bundle of sticks and they just snapped. And then I, I I actually went to the doctor and got like a bunch of adrenal supplements. And then I went on a vacation and then I've been like sleeping and smoking dope and playing Red Dead as much as I can. Just to unwind. Just, the yeah, I mean, like it feels like it's like no joke. Right. I don't normally do that. And I said to my wife, Valerie, I was just like, I just need to give myself permission to just do this. Just for a month. Or yeah. Not even a month, like two yeah. weeks. No, yeah, you need to. And it makes a huge difference. And, and I'm starting to feel like myself again. But I did. I pushed it too far. I went to the place where I was like, oh, when it was done... Looking back, I was like, that was too far. Too doing much. Doing the special, though, is always fun. Right, right. I but mean, still,
2: I, the preparation and the thought of it, though, too, has to yeah. still weigh on you a little it's bit. Always it's
0: always in your head like right. a test. Yeah, like, you have a test coming. Yeah. That's That's
4: hard. Hard. I, feel I, know, I know it's a self-serving stuff. thought because of, you know, a lot of stuff that we got coming up. But you're right. It's it's interesting because people think because you're not doing some type of manual labor, you can't get tired. Yeah. No, it's, and it's mentally draining. Mental exhaustion is, is a real thing. You're writing a show on HBO. You, well, you any it, one of the you're, things would have yeah, been enough. You're crafting yeah. a, a, a comedy special where you're like, you want to make sure this is just the perfect fucking right, special for right. you. It's your and time capsule. said it your a, life. Is it a book? And, that's and a, a baby. baby. A, a ba- a baby. Yeah, and A, a baby.
2: And A baby that was Which, born in September. Way, congrats again. Yeah, yeah that's exhausting right. in itself. And, and, then, and awesome, well, of course. Congrats. But congrats.
0: It now is the... You have to remember in times like this, and it sounds like you guys are in times like this, there's planting and there's harvesting. That sounds so stupid, but let's just roll with it. There's all that work, and then there's this time. I'm so happy that I get to go out. You're starting to promote the things that you worked on. There's nothing major on the horizon, hopefully a fourth season of Crashing, but we won't start shooting that until the summer. And I'm just gonna like try and enjoy it, and that and that is really the key. Even if you are uh, not just having a baby, you're having a baby, you're looking forward to, you're getting that. That's the planting, and then the harvesting is the baby's here. Let's yeah. enjoy the baby. And now I have a lot of showbiz babies. I kind of like
2: yeah. that. That'll stick with me. That's I'll prob- what I mean. It's will probably cheesy. That. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude,
0: it's cheesy, but it's true. Right. And when you're planting, you have to go. This is just the plant. Like oh. I'm just planting. And then next thing you know, you're you're driving down to Sunset. I'll see the billboard for the, yeah. the special or something, and you're like, harvest, ah, oh, harvest, <laughs> harvest. <laughs>
4: Harvest. <laughs> honestly, we should just live by we should just live by key phrases we hear. Well, the, well, yeah, to, plan to go Harvest. back to
2: the cheesy. We, it really does work. When I think of Balboa saying, "One step, one punch, one round at a time." One. Step. No, it's true. It's like basically one day at a time. Because when you start looking too
4: far ahead, it's like yeah, you, honestly, you overwhelm out. yourself. Yeah. If you look at your calendar. And you see, every day has multiple dots on your calendars, you call I them. I hate it. Imagine, you are like, you got Pete on Tuesday, you got uh, a meeting it. with your agent and a lunch with this person. And then a radio you have, Then show you have a writing session. Thursday. Oh, you got to do some Friday. press for crashing. This is why
0: you're... the key to me is uh, I try to not think about anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> what am I from, New York? <laughs> what are you I try
1: not to think about anything at all. Eat uh,
0: Edith Bunker on the show. I just <laughs>
1: went, oh, Archie, I don't think about anything at all. <laughs>
0: But I woke up this morning, I didn't know what I was doing. That's another, that actually reduces stress for me. You'd think it would yeah. be like maybe heightened stress, but right. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to serious. I'm going to see you guys. I know what that's like, but I don't want to think about it ahead
4: of time. Right, yeah, exactly. I, You know what I
0: mean? Like living in the moment as much as you can. One step,
4: one punch, one round at a
0: time. And if you fall down, doesn't he say something else that's kind of basic, but it's great in uh, Creed? It, yeah, it was, it's uh, something like, it's
6: not about how many times you fall I down, it's about
2: you how you many c- times d- you get d- up. Life ain't all no sunshine Yay! and rainbows. That whole speech, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, it's fantastic. That but is the Rocky I brand. Like, I like the plant thing and the harvest thing. I, I like that thing as well. Because yeah. let me
3: got tell a you something, you already know. Yeah, this one. Oh, the world shit, ain't all sunshine yeah. and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Oh shit! You, <laughs> me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep
4: moving forward. Oh, wow, That, oh, is, that, is, that is
2: motivation. Pete Real Holmes. chills. <laughs> Pete Holmes is here again. <laughs> Creed
4: <laughs> premieres <laughs> <of> <laughs> January twentieth. <20th>. Creed two <laughs> is Wait, fantastic. No, that's Creed two was fantastic. Is it good? Yeah,
3: right? yeah, really it was well really good.
4: good. And we're excited about your stuff, man. You're uh, boxing sequels are always great. Oh, what we we were
2: talking to Judd Apatow about you, and hey, he was sweet. saying how uh, you
0: know
2: how happy he was with your success <laughs> <just> and everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. No, Judd is amazing. We just did. A, I do a monthly show at Largo, and he and I were just uh, two nights ago doing stand up together.
2: And we, I saw. I don't know how recent it was, but I saw clips of you on Kimmel. Right? Yeah, was that, that, that was also
0: two. Now something
2: ago. like that something you get amped up for a little bit like you wake up the next day and you're well, going, fuck out of today
0: because they have they call you ahead of time right. to talk about what you're going to talk about. Uh, I hope that's not a spoiler. You give them like mm-hmm. 10 things and they pick like 3 things. But Is that, that
2: something that excites you or sort of gives you that, like, ner- those nervous farts and stuff? I don't get
0: the nervous farts anymore. And and in fact, as a kid who grew up, I had a bald spot on the side of my head and not to be gross, my friends could tell I was nervous about something by the smell of my farts. <laughs> <laughs> my buddies would be like, "What do you got a quiz or something?" Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. There was something yeah. going on <laughs> right, right, right. on
0: an acid level yeah. that was disgusting. But now Val and I, we rolled into Kimmel. We did it. It goes like this. Like, it's crazy. Like, have you guys done it? No. no, no but it no, goes no. so fast. Like, yep. if you do it, it's going to be like over before you know it. And you're and I'm so proud. Like, was it good? <laughs> well, to me, the the skill of being a comedian or being in show business is normalizing something that's not normal. Right. So Val and I will go and do Kimmel. I know Jimmy a little bit. I know the, the crew a little bit. You roll in, you do it, it's fine. You don't even really talk about it before or after. That is the skill. That's it. That's, that's the skill. But that's what that I've been doing stand-up for 20 years, so it's like almost, so it's like you get to the point where you don't, you start by not worrying about the show you have that night. Look. It might be good, it might be bad. It mm-hmm. might be a great venue, it might be a bad venue. You have so many uncertainties, you start kind of making friends with uncertainty. Right. And then 20 years of show business later, you're doing Kimmel, and you actually have a shot at enjoying it because you're not nervous about right, it. Right, right, And then right. you start looking forward to it.
2: Well, that's awesome, man, yeah. and, and we want to congratulate you. Always welcome here, Pete Holmes. I appreciate Holmes. it. Again, season three of Crashing HBO, January 20th, 10 p.m. You got Dirty Clean, the special. You got a book you're working on. You got the podcast, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Yeah, buddy. Right? Yeah, buddy. On the Nerdist Network. Fred
0: Armisen just did it. It was great. Hit him. Ay, Dios mío. I, like, ah,
2: I like Felicito, man. That was my favorite Felicito. one. Felicito. And uh, hit him up, guys, on Twitter and Instagram, at Pete Holmes. Cavino and Rich.
3: Best of the
2: week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Stopping by the show. His name is Frank Grillo of Fight World on Netflix. But yeah. well, you know him from a bunch of stuff. We'll talk to him. Crossbones and Captain America, The Winter Soldier. He was in Warrior, The Grey, End of Watch, Zero
4: Dark Thirty. Damn, that's a resume right there. Oh, no. oh man, this guy's in great shape, and he's way older than me. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? By the way, five ins- percent body fat. You're an inspiration. You look younger than me, and you're ripped. Five. That's the point, man. Yeah. That's why we had to have <laughs> month. It's my like, we...
6: Italian heritage. Yeah,
4: that yeah, you Frank fun, That yeah. you were
6: making fun of.
4: Nah, yeah, he's got a cousin named Kama. <laughs> By the way, I do
6: have a cousin named. <laughs> a cousin. My brother is Anthony. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I got cousins John and. Vinny and, uh, Of course yeah.
4: We grew Dom, up with we, We're yeah. New York yeah. We're New York and Jersey guys That are just living out here now So yeah <laughs>
6: There's no
2: question right? Again, I'm from Union, New Jersey He's from Franklin Square, Long Island oh, right? Yeah, okay So there's no question
4: That I went to high school Like you know A ton of grillos there's, That knocked Long somebody Island, out the Long Island Long
6: Island is a shitload of yeah. Oh my
4: god I, People say Do you grow up with a lot of Jewish kids I'm like There's pockets <laughs> to that But I grew up in a total Italian neighborhood <laughs> I mean, where Guido's like it, like Guido Guido you know? I'm sure I
2: There's definitely a grill that gave Richard Wedgie Along the way
4: When the Jersey Shore Show Came out and oh, and the and the world was like oh, amazed by it. I'm like, oh, do you mean like any day <laughs> I, I of our know, childhood? I
2: know, me too. Me too. I, I imagine in your Guido days, you had a you were running things. I no? wasn't a Guido. I no? Was, Never. No, man. Where did
4: you
6: go? I wasn't. I I was born in the Bronx. Okay. And then I uh, I moved upstate, uh, like by Nyack New York. Which is by the Hudson River. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of fucking grew up wearing flannel shirts and uh, and Timberland boots. Oh, like the uh, grunge phase. Of yeah, things, I was like a of.
2: hick. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. All right. So again, guys, Fight World. If you don't know, you will know. Now you know. Yeah. Frank Grillo's the host, and you know, I, I sit there watching this guy. Like, man, like you said, Rich, an inspiration because, all right, let, let's get this stuff out of the way. Yeah. You know, I'm old. You're, but you're, you're not. a oh, we're not. Big fit, yeah. But you're 53. Yeah. Okay, 53 handsome guy successful actor and then not only that to make things more like fuck this guy <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he'll kick your ass oh, you know no.
2: in, in in every different style and then he gets the respect of all these other fighters from all different parts of the world it's like you say on your show you're kind of like the anthony bourdain of yeah. the fight game like, yeah that was the genesis how did of this
6: the... happen Yeah, yeah that, that. that so i was in china doing this film and uh and I had found a boxing, the only boxing gym in Beijing, and I went there, and I wound up once again becoming friends. As soon as you walk in, and you, yeah. you, there's this brotherhood, and guy showed me all over Beijing, we became buddies. I was actually thinking about opening that gym up in L.A. because his son wanted to go to Pepperdine, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I watched Bourdain incessantly. I'm, I'm I'm, obsessed with him, he's an amazing writer. He was, you know, just a real rock and tour, like he was. And, and, yeah, exactly, you and there's such a cool a swag shit. about him, yeah, right? Yeah, real irreverent, and I said, and I said, you know, there's a uh, there's an idea because of this brotherhood, because wherever I go, uh, there's a connection that I make and there's there's a cultural connection as well. And maybe there's something here. And uh, we kind of spun it around a little bit and went into Netflix. who We had a relationship with and they bought it unbelievable and, and i was on a plane going out i think the first place we went to was thailand
4: but i think it has to do also with the type of person you are like you come oh, yeah, in here and we we do that. i was gonna say we feel comfortable with you within a minute so you got to yeah. be one of those guys that i'm sure you go into these 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 foreign lands and into these different cultures and you're the type of guy that dives right in and you make friends easy
6: yeah you know it's and it's look part of it's grown up in new york part of it is yeah. like you know you can't be afraid of personalities, you can't be afraid to kind of mingle with people, and to be, and to kind of sit back when you have, you have to know kind of when, you walk in a gym, you don't just walk in the gym and go, hey, I'm here, <laughs> you know, move over. You know, you kind of go in and it's very, it's humbling, no matter if you're jujitsu or, or boxing, or whatever you're doing, you go in and it's a humbling, it should always be a humbling experience, and you let them come to you. Like once they see you know what you're doing, you'll start having conversations, next thing you know, they're inviting you to their house. Right, because yeah. you that's, built that brotherhood. Yeah, that's Which what it's, honestly, that's what it's, I
2: was always, so intrigued by that as well but i i bring this example up all the time on the show when you watch like indiana jones and you know he'd be in turkey somewhere morocco and he, he sees some guy with a fez he's like oh my friend it's been a long time dr jones <laughs> and he has all these connections and all these different places he oh, yeah. goes to i always got a thrill because you and i would connect with people from different states and different places in every city we went to we had a friend through the show now you got like brotherhoods in thailand oh and yeah man. because you've earned their respect like yeah. You know, when, when do you gain that respect? When you're willing to mix it up with them in the ring? Because it seems like you do get it
6: real quick. You get it when you give it. So okay. when, when you go into the gym and they obviously see that you know what you're doing, but more importantly, they see how much you respect what they're doing. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, if, if you can walk the walk... It's immediate. I'm, I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. almost immediate, and and I'm not kidding when I say, I've gone to some gyms, and within two hours, I was having lunch with these guys and ladies, and and uh, it's it's a it's a it's far more it's far more inviting and rewarding than going on a movie set, which right. is so. So you come in humble <laughs> though, right? That's part humble. of it. Is my life always right. be humble? You, you come in humble, humble, fun, but, but then. Fun. But um, humble, like but don't um, make humble. anything precious. Right, right, course. right. Of don't course. make it, any- and that's what you guys do. It's the same thing, you know. It's we like- try,
2: man. I'd love that, and, and you got to see, Rich. You know, Bourdain went there and he tried the cuisine and he did his thing and he did a strut, like we said all mm-hmm. the time. This guy goes in there and then he starts doing like Muay Thai and fighting with these Mexican dudes. Then he starts like really connecting. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about that that Thailand episode. I believe it was where you you get real involved and really connected with the people at the yeah, gym the kid and then there's this little kid right that sort of like he's like the big star of the gym and I feel like you start to mentor and have feelings for this I, I, little kid. I did. He's
6: the same age as one of my kids, and uh, I don't sp- I don't speak that language. And when mm-hmm. he had the big fight and he had lost, uh, the the coach was talking to him, and he, you know, caustically. But Dude. I thought he was like, as a coach and as a father figure, which they are, was kind of telling him it's going to be okay, you know. He was berating dude, like
4: Sato, bro. I
6: mean, berating him, and so I didn't find out until after because I walked over to the translator. I said, "So tell me," and I went, "What?" So that's when I went in, and the kid was in the shower, and I said, "Come over here. You're a champion, you know. You because I'm a father. Yeah, I'm a father. My kids play sports. I'm like, you know, they they, and they suck. My kids suck." I played every sport in my life, and you know I was okay. Like mm-hmm. they, they're, they're they're not that good. They're little, and but I, I love them because they're like fucking, they, you know, they're like Johnny Bench. They're like yeah, they they, they work hard, you know. And I'm like, Baseball come bunch. come over here, you wow. know.
2: Be- it is so crazy because then, like I said, this kid loses, and there, there's so much uh, heart in this show. And if you haven't seen it, so well done. No, Again, you. Fight World on Netflix, and and there's other things coming up, but let, let's focus on two. Not only the the. The show and, and what you've learned, man, but how do
4: you stay so fit and young minded well,
2: at this age? I want to get to all that, but yeah. I just have
4: a question about the, the fight stuff because yeah. I, I get this is next on the d on the uh, Netflix for me it, because Rich. now you, you were telling about me about it, now like, I have to watch it. Yeah. I
2: love all these Mexican fighters. Also I, fired
6: yeah. I up. mean, I was
4: with listen, I was with Julio Cesar Chavez. I that mean, you know, dude, it was awesome. When yeah. you're going around to all these different countries and you've seen these fighters, do you feel like since MMA and, and boxing and these things are an international thing, does the do 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 the people that dominate f- get their chance, or are there f- f- fighters around the world that just never get their chance?
6: Sure, sure. You know, you, I, you, I was in places like Senegal, Africa, where they it's a specific sport. But these guys are true MMA fighters, and you know, because of because of visa issues and because of you know, I'm, I'm going to places that are incredibly impoverished mm-hmm. because of financial problems and stuff. These a lot of these guys, and when you go to Senegal, Africa, Western Africa, where all the slaves were taken, yeah, these guys are six foot seven, six foot eight. Twenty-eight, nine-inch weight. I mean, they don't lift weights. They're they're yeah. superior human beings. Yes, yeah, crazy. And and you know, a lot of them will never. They don't even understand what it's like to come. You know, but it, 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 there are guys out there that could actually dominate MMA. And you're and you're
4: thinking like, oh man, if they only got their opportunity, yeah. and- or could they yeah. could be supermodels? One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: Hey, yeah. what was your biggest takeaway from all that? Like, how how we take so much for granted when you see the poverty and how hard they're fighting just to yeah. get out of it? Like, Boom.
6: these people are training like, with, yeah. with chickens and shit. You oh, know dude. what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. and there some of these kids eat a bowl of rice a day. They right. Train six hours a day. You know, what I took away is exactly that. It's like, you know, my kids go to private school, I live in a house that faces the ocean. And, you know, I'm I'm complaining about, you know, my car's two years old now. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. You know, it's like you're an asshole. And all your friends are assholes. I know.
2: (laughs) And these kids are like really fighting. And you see, like, they get such little thrills out of playing their guitar when they have some downtime because the rest of their life is all about fighting just to get out of that scenario.
6: It really is amazing and eye-opening. And then, you know, I went to Israel, and I had an idea, being from New York and you know, a lot of my friends are Jewish, but you have this idea of what that is. And then you go to Israel and you understand these people who are surrounded by 23 hostile nations and how they live their life and how successful they are without being political. I'm, I'm of not, course, yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 amazing. I mean, we live in a fucking gated community.
4: Right, right. Wow. What yeah. style is the all, most it's impressive? It's all perspective. everything it's you're all saying, perspective. everything you're saying is perspective. you right. But it that's really the is. cool. That's the we, cool f- part. We of forget sometimes. Like our problems are like such oh. bullshit problems. Oh, oh, when it's you nonsense, right? It's n- and then well, like, honestly,
6: you know, I live I live uh, I live 12 seconds from Malibu, and then I go up in Malibu. I'm like, I want to I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Because
2: you know, deep down, we're we're sort of programmed to think it's still not enough. Oh, you know, it's, it's it's in it's it's, it's imprinted.
6: Yeah, in, on here, it's imprinted that it's not enough. It's, uh, yeah. what,
2: what's what style? Uh, what was your favorite experience on the show for everyone that's that's checked it out?
6: You know, each place had its thing, uh, but as as an overall experience, I think because it changed my DNA because of where it is, Israel really had a, a huge effect on me. Not being a religious person and stuff, and and uh, being being raised Catholic, and that yeah. that went away early on. But being at that wall with the people that I was with, uh, you know, that you felt like you were at a special place. You are, man. You kind of are at, you know, ground zero for civilization and religion and Mm because everything is there. Everyone is there. It's 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 kind of amazing. As cynical as I am, it was like I got moved by it. (laughs) I'm just thinking of all the life. I was just
4: thinking of all the guys we all grew up with on the East Coast. And I'm thinking like You're such a deeper guy now than you probably were growing up like to to think that like did you ever think like you'd be the guy exploring all these cultures around the world like I feel like my family when you grow up I think think sometimes I'm like what the fuck is Frank doing
2: my family my my, my my
6: mother and father haven't even seen my my dumb parents (laughs) that had me when they were fucking 17 (laughs) my immigrant Italian father idiots (laughs)
4: idiots <laughs> their, they vaca- have their no- vacation was the jersey they've shore ne- yeah or they've so, never yeah. even got to the jersey that's fucking are you kidding that's exotic <laughs> from my parents <laughs> I, was, I think about it growing up like my parents like we're going to the poconos right was like, that was they, my they, vacation they, yeah the yeah. poconos i'm right. thinking to myself like if we all grew up this similar way in the east coast when you're doing these big things you, know, you must think oh man, i'm this is not the life i thought of you no I'm in, look, i in. Yeah. i did a movie in beijing china called yeah. wolf warrior two i thought it was
6: going to be you know, they were big Captain America fans, so I got this role as the bad guy in this big movie. It made a billion dollars in China. It's the second highest grossing movie wow. in the world ever in the history of movies. So I go to China, and I'm like... You know, George Clooney. <laughs> right. It's phenomenal. My parents awesome. have no idea. That's
3: right. great. Zero. They that have no
6: idea. All they know is that their
4: gallbladder still hurts. Are, by still. the way, are they, are, they, are they do the whole stubborn parent thing or not? Like, uh, they, like, like Cavino's parents will be. We'll do an event, and I'll be like, Cavino, have your parents come to the event. Send them a car service so that he's like, yeah, I don't. want they, they, They'll be like, nah, I don't nope, want that. Nope, nope. Well, nope. again, old school. Yeah,
2: like say, he said, yeah. it's like an excursion for yeah. them to do anything other than you know yeah. live in their bubble. Like, yeah, they've, you,
4: they've... you probably want to treat all your friends and family. And some people are just resistant. I do like it. Like. Like when, when, when,
6: uh, when I just bought this house in, in the Palisades, you know, it was a big deal for me to buy this fucking gigantic house. In the, like the dream house, right? Years and years of hustling. Yeah. My, so I find my parents out the first week and my father and I are standing on this, one, one of the three levels of uh, outside space and looking at the ocean. He's standing there and, and he looks at me. Now I've been an actor since I'm in my 20s. I started yeah. on a soap opera. I've, been act- I've never had a real job. Right. right? Yeah. He looks at me and he goes, how'd you do this? I go, how'd I do what? He goes, how'd you buy this house? I went... Go fuck yourself! <laughs> it's like uh, you know comedian yeah. Sebastian Radoszko. Yeah, I love him. I, did, I had dinner with him. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah a great yeah. It's yeah. like
2: his father comes in. His his
4: first thing he's looking around like, how much everything costs. Right, right. What does Sebastian say when he, when he did his comedy special in his hometown? He was telling us how his dad's biggest concern was like, yo, where am I gonna park? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah.
3: where, 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 That's park. what
6: I'm saying. And, and it's like, and we as adults who are evolved, <laughs> yeah. you would think we'd go, oh, forget about. It. We're st- I'm still trying to kind of say, no, no, look. I'm doing this. So don't you see? I've been. Because, yeah. it, you know, it's imprinted in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've, I've got to show them. If I have this, I've made it somehow. Right, it's right, right. It's fucking bananas.
2: Guys, if you haven't checked it out, again, it's called, uh, it's called uh, Fight. What is Fight, Fight World. World? Fight World. Yeah. Fight Club. Uh, Fight World. <laughs> Frank Grillo's here in the studios. Cavino and Rich at Frank Grillo One. Now, again, I know you got a bunch of stuff coming up. I do want to hit on it. We're running out of time. But um, I do want to invite you to what? We have an ESPN show starting soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. We announced that today. We'd love for great. you to come back on for that, That's man. Great. Yeah. But how do you do it? How do you how do you stay so motivated? Again, you're not old by any means, but you don't look like a 53 year old
4: guy yeah. at all. Oh, thank you. You right. know, and I'm sure when thank you're hanging you. with guys your age, you're like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, these I don't old hang guys. out with guys my age. <laughs> exactly. but, so, but when you're traveling, when right. you're when you're working, when you're yeah. on set doing all this, how do you have the motivation to go to the gym and really keep it going?
6: You know, because it kind of uh, success, whatever the fuck that is, it came to me later in my career, and and uh, I've always had this. This hustle attitude. I'm, I'm yeah. like, you gotta be. You just gotta work harder than that. You, you might not be better than that guy, but you gotta work harder. Yeah. So now it's just my life. I get up. I you know. I, I box every day in the morning, couple hours with like five different trainers around the the, the L.A. and and uh, I do strength and conditioning five nights a week, and it's part of just what my existence is, and it's yeah. also my. My therapy. That's what I right,
3: do for right,
2: therapy, right, right. you
6: know, where I can get away and just not think about anything.
2: Well, yeah, you look great, man. Five, again, his claim is
4: 5% body fat. Wow. Fat. That's the well, goal. I want to go back to, out of college, I'm, I'm looking at your notes here. You graduate from NYU, yep. business degree. You do the Wall Street thing for a year, which seems like you, you're a smart guy. It, wasn't but it even seems like a year, yeah. It was even. it like one of those things you're like, I'm no. a smart guy. I could do this, but this isn't me. No. Is that what it I, was? And I knew it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do, I'm
6: going to, it's going to, I'm going to check it off the bucket list. I'm gonna go. What you did you do? You just suit up, go, go,
4: oh. and you're like, walking well, your fucking briefcase. And you're like, uh, you're like no, no like, I'm well, gonna we'll, tell you something. He the, he was, I'll tell everybody up.
6: I'll tell you what the experience was like. It was yeah. like sticking your thumb in your ass every day. <laughs> and walking around with your thumb in your ass every day, just feeling your thumb in your ass, knowing that this is wrong. Do I have to try that to feel this? <laughs> so I don't know if you can put, put that on yeah. this, but that's how that's how I knew it wasn't going to work out. I'm going to use that as keep... example all the time.
4: How <laughs> <laughs> so did you know you didn't like it? Well, like Frank Grillo told me. Frank Grillo walking around with his thumb in your ass every day. But every day. But if it feels like every that. Every day. If it feels like that, you're doing oh, the wrong thing. Thumb is still in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get this out. <laughs> And that was it. So that was a life-changing decision for you. Yeah. Do you remember the first time? Because you know, you, you had these, you know, not the dreams, but you were like, "Oh, let's try Wall Street." Fuck it, thumb up my ass. Not right. working. Not working. When did uh, I always find it fascinating when, when actors and hosts and people that do big things like you, when was the first time you said, "Yo, I got this gig. This is a, this is sustainable. I'm making a a, a living now." Because a lot of times you see actors and people, yeah. you, they're doing other jobs.
6: Well, oddly, what happened was. At, it was kind of it was kind of happening at a parallel time where I was getting out of Wall Street and, and then uh, you know I got in, I had got a commercial agent and then I got a, a series of uh, of Coors Light commercials I did like fifteen Coors Light commercials wow. in a row. Uh, you, it's back pretty then, fantastic. You make a lot of money. Yes, running. American so I was like, Express. Oh, don't have to work. Right, <laughs> that's great. And then you know, got right back into uh, you know working with my acting coach and classes and you know studying and blah blah blah. And then kind of got on a soap opera because they paid a lot of money. Yeah. And I knew that was temporary, so I said, "I'll go do this. It's in New York. I'll go do this a couple of years." And that kind of started it off. And I, you know, I just I, listen. I never became a household name. You know, like the people who know me know me because they see the things I'm in. You know, you don't need to see George Clooney's movies to know who George Clooney is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's yeah, not my existence. Right. Um, which is
4: cool. But I was going to say, you, is that a great existence? It's oh, fine. Because no fine. one's bothering the hell out you. know what? It, you get here and there, people are like, oh, Frank Grillo, what's up? And it's like a, a little nice no, pat on No, it's back. every
6: day. It's 50 people. Every yeah, day, wherever awesome. I go, it's, it's mostly dudes. It's like guys like us. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, um, and it's cool. It's fun. It's, it's, it doesn't really affect my life. Now to have to live a life where because you're such a big celebrity you have to alter your life or your children's lives I have no no that's
4: desire.
3: a great that's
4: I, a great yeah, way to live yeah, yeah man. I have no desire to you're right I there in that yeah. perfect you know who thing. loves to brag about that Tony Danza Tony, yeah, yeah. every time we see Tony, Dan- Tony Danza, Tony hey, Danza says oh uh, let me tell you he always he pulls out his wallet just, same state. you know what I
2: could do I could do this take the train hey, he, pulls, <laughs> he pulls out his new york city metro car and he goes i can
4: take the train i can do things yeah. no one's gonna bother my family or me but everyone's excited Every day to we'll meet be them. like hey
6: tony hey right. t- all day right, hey tony right, t- right. t- but no one and he's the him. kind of guy that people are just like hey t- you can say hey tony <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he loves it he's like i'm yeah. at the perfect level yeah
2: perfect uh so man congratulations though on a success and it's funny because you've been in these blockbusters and you're still doing the movies and everything else but the netflix show that, that is so easily accessible where yeah. everybody who has it could yeah. just click on it, and then yeah. I'm sure you're more recognizable than ever before as a I result mean, of which that. which is
6: really shocking right. because, um, you know, recognizable is a good word. I'm yeah. recognized like, all day yeah. long people go, hey, I love <laughs> yeah. you. Purge, oh my god, I love the <laughs> yeah. Purge. You know, yes. They love the movies. It's yeah. like, oh, Captain America, oh, this, Warrior, oh, yeah. I'm like, yep, yeah, how you doing, how you doing? But now, because it's me, <laughs> You know, I went to my my buddy Brian Callen was doing comedy at the comedy store the other night. I'm just standing at the at the at the front of the comedy store, and like 35 people came up go, "Hey Frank, man, can we yeah, love fight world?" I'm like, "Hey Thailand," I'm like, "This is bizarre." I yeah. Because I didn't do it for that. Like, right. I, I right. Just, it was yeah. something I did for me.
4: When you were uh, when you were doing the soap opera stuff, is that just a bunch of good looking people oh, on dude, the same that's set? Crazy.
6: I can't. Crazy. <laughs> because everyone I never had, had a shirt on. I, was, <laughs> I swear to God, I would be at a wedding on the show in yeah. a tuxedo somehow. My shirt would be off. I'd have a tuxedo. The- I was picking apples once with overalls on. Yeah. And-, <laughs> and I didn't have a shirt on. That should be your profile my- picture. My friends all day. You <laughs> should all- make that yeah. your
4: Instagram <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> picture. I was going to say, your old school buddies probably busted your balls. Oh, oh my God. the fuck is Frank doing
6: overalls picking apples?
2: Yo, Frank, I, I know when you were signing those soap opera contracts, you probably didn't get a lot of stock options, but you, you got lots of ass options. Right? Oh, is, that, okay. is that safe to say?
6: It was uh, it's, is it's, that a, uh, f- No,
2: honestly, yeah. like, did you take advantage of of those moments? Well,
6: like? I was married at the time. Uh, at that ah. time, too? I, I, bro, I've been married since I'm seven. Oh, I'm the marrying man. You're like
2: the youngest married guy ever. I, I,
6: <laughs> <laughs> how, by the way, how old are your kids now? Uh, One's 21. Oh, who just had God. his first smoker fight, which he killed it in. Um, and then I got a fourteen year old and a ten year old all boys. All oh, boys. do not you get nervous watching him do that? You know he split his nose open so he's f- bleeding like <gasps> you know, he was in he was in a, 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 a fucking a warrior fight. He it,
2: you know who I'd want to see you throw down with in a movie? Another guy that we've had on our show. John Bernthal. Can't you see it's them throwing?
6: It's my boy. I could see it. I that's right, buddy. They're on the same cloth. Yeah, Please. yeah, yeah. yeah. Go uh, fuck yourself. Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's on. gay. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny fights too. In fact, my partner- Joe I know, that's why. Yeah, yeah Joe Conahan and I were remaking a movie called The Raid, which was a, a famous fucking Indonesian martial arts movie. Yeah. Do you know it? No, but it's I can famous. see you guys fucking throwing so down. So jo- we want Johnny to play my brother ah that would be great that would yeah. be really cool yeah. and, and you know
2: since you do jump in the ring with all these different people and different styles how about the professionals have you ever thrown with them oh you're yeah you're at the gym with them yep. yeah it, yeah i
6: train my, my one of how my trainers elite now, are they like give
2: us oh, just yeah. an example even from even
6: the not elite ones are you know you can't you can't uh, even keep no, up you can't you can't it's it, and, you know and when people do fight like these charity things i'm like you think that's boxing. That you're you're no. a participant.
4: I, th- I mean, we, bo- we've, thought about, we've thought about these charity things where, like, oh, I'll do a charity thing, spar for three rounds. And you see these people get gassed after, and, like, and, a round.
6: And by the way, you know, your fight or flight kicks in immediately because I don't care how many times you hit a bag or mitts or even spar in the gym because it's not the same thing. When you get in there, everybody goes like that. You know, of and course. they start
4: swinging, and
6: so anyway.
2: Everybody has a. everyone's a tough guy. Thing. Yeah, everybody's tough guy. You, you gotta
4: hit t- him up and say what's up on Instagram at FrankGrillo1Netflix. Check it out, guys. I'm gonna check it out tonight promoting Fight World. Our new pal, Frank Grillo. Yeah! Like what
3: you hear? Yeah!
4: Of course you do. Want to hear more? Yes. Tune in to, to Cavino and Rich Live every weekday
0: at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24 7 on demand with the
3: SiriusXM app. Stream or download now, and don't miss a minute of the show. Cavino and Rich on Faction Talk 103.